being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. Caution, retards in area. What, what, what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Uh, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome to the Hideout, Road Radio 104.1. Hefe and Dubs live and in studio, ready for your phone calls and your recap of Monster Ween. Be somebody tonight in the Hideout. Use the digits. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Say you be somebody in the hideout. You pick up the phone, you dial those numbers. All right, it is uh, myself and Dubs. Mm-hmm. Also, two over there, we got uh, Chunks Corolla, executive producer, Tommy Bateman, our director. Um, on the talk and roll controls, the great Gazoo Manning. Uh, is our intern, and apparently he brought his brother in. Yes. So... He said a few words in the office. I don't know if I made out any of them. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh, the one on the radio is the coherent one. Really? And the gay <laughs> one. Scary. So, uh, anyway... Anyway, J-Dubs, it is Monday night... Man, we got two shows to pack into tonight. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we will have a Fat Man Diary at some point this evening because uh, we didn't have it last Thursday. and Friday we planned on uh, doing it. However, it did not work out because Monster Ween broadcast did not work out. Yeah, yeah. very, t- very odd. We will talk about that uh, here in just a few minutes. Also, too, tonight, J-Dubs, Matt Albert is finally out of my place, mm-hmm. and I couldn't be any more pissed. Really? I you was, missed the big man? No, oh. not at all. Oh, I thought... It is the... So there's empty nest syndrome. No. Mm. Oh, please. I was running around my house today naked. <laughs> Wish I had that theme song ready. Damn it. Um, I'm so mad about a lot of things, and I'm considering a lawsuit. Really? Yes. Well, maybe this will put this into perspective for you. Sad news from the Heretic. Senior Hamburglar in the 407. Yeah, uh, my dad died on Saturday morning in his sleep. We're not quite sure of what. We know it was natural. His obituary will be in the uh, in the Sentinel tomorrow. His name's Arthur Voiles. Dude, we're really sorry about yeah. your loss. I heard man. about this yesterday, and I'm I felt terrible for you. Yeah, all the heretics are are being really cool about it. How are you handling it? Uh, I'm handling it a lot better than my mom and my sister, who are still crying about it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. How old was he? He was 60. All right, Jeez. so 60 years old. Wow. Um, what about you? You gonna be all right? Yeah, I should be. I've been uh, talking to Sword and Denise the Peace and uh, Jimmy Jam and shit. Oh, oh sorry. hey. Sorry. Hey. Hold on one second, bro, all right? Okay. I'm... You know what's funny is he ironed this to me like Saturday evening, and mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, escape, get out of that window. Because I figured <laughs> it was just something like trying to like get attention, so I was like, leave me alone. So I would just not respond. I, I had to write to him, are you serious? Because usually he is very joking, mm-hmm. you know? Um, all right, some of the heretics are being mean. About what? 
They were like, if your dad dies, you shouldn't say it on the radio. Why? I don't know. That's just what some of the heretics are saying. By some, I mean dopey. Mm. Uh, I really do feel bad for the kid because you never want to lose, you know, you mm-hmm. never want to lose your uh, anybody, much less anybody from your family. You know what I mean? And, your and when you're when you're still, you know, in your de- developmental uh, stages of right. life, mm-hmm. it's even tougher. Although let's face it, I don't know if uh, Hamburglar's going to develop anymore. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, it is a very sad thing for the little guy. So, should we try to do something nice for him? That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask him. We have dump back. Uh, do you, yeah. Is there anything we can do for you? Any kind of uh, uh, hideout just, thing? Just keep uh, providing my laughs for me. I got my hat today, my hideout hat, and tomorrow I'm going to go trick-or-treating with my sombrero. I'm going a senior hamburglar with my sombrero, my hideout shirt, and my hideout hat over my sombrero, and I'm going to be uh, carrying around a little radio that I have. Like, I'm outside smoking, and I... Have my radio right here. <laughs> Why uh, are you gonna play the uh, the death card to see if you get more candy? Maybe I don't know. I'm gonna try. Give me a king it. size. Yeah. Um, <laughs> instead of the little bars. My yeah. dad would have given me a king size if he hadn't done I'm it. Staying over, I'm staying over at my sister's house in Apopka right now. I'm not going back to school until like next Monday. I'd say. Good. Uh, all right, little man. Will you hang in there? All right. Right, and keep thanks. in touch. Tell us if, you, uh, if we can do anything for you. All right, bro? All right. All right. Uh, thanks to all the heretics for giving their condolences, except for Dopey, who thinks I'm being an ass for telling everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's him, though. Yeah. Attack uh, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, there all right, he goes. Later, Hamburglar. All right. Matt Albert, huh? That guy, yeah, thanks for ruining the... <laughs> radio roadblock. The flow of the show. What are you laughing? By the way, what's was, so funny? It was Doves that said to I am him if uh, you're upset, not anyone else in the show. Um, Yeah, J-Dubs Hideout wants to hear from you, Sino Hamburger. I'm busy. So, uh, yeah, the Matt thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, too, uh, we have the interview from Heroes that we did not get a chance to play with oh, we didn't. Masioka. He is the Asian guy on Heroes, which is our favorite uh, new show. Uh, apparently, tomorrow we are going to have on a uh, professor at UCF who's going to tell us why vampires never existed. Tonight we have a guy in Missouri, I believe it's Missouri. Yes, Missouri. Who is running for Congress as a writing candidate on the White Power Party platform. Yes, uh, he's a 7th uh, Congressional District in uh, Missouri. Uh, we'll also tell you about, oh, the World Series of Sexy Local Anchors. All right, we got this one set up for you. I did a little research over the weekend. And I, we have the polls up mm-hmm. right now on RealRadio.fm. Can they do keyword anchors? Will that work? Anchor. Anchor. All right, All right. keyword anchor on RealRadio.fm. And we'll go through and talk about it a little bit later on, but I want you to get out there and start voting on this. We chose one female anchor from every outlet, um, 9, 35, 6, 4, I'm secretly, or 2, I guess, technically. I'm secretly hoping. In the Daily Buzz. Hoping for one of these girls. I'm not going to say which one because I don't want to tip the ballots, but there's one. Well, right now she's crushing her competition in the early returns. Really? So it's realradio.fm keyword anchor for the World Series of Sexy Anchors. Do we have even a little open or something for it? I thought we. It's the World Series of Sexy Local Anchors. 
Nice. All right, I like that. Nice, fast, to the point. Bring it sexy back. Digging it. All right, Dubs, what do you want to start with? You want to take a break, come back, and start telling our monster ween stories? Uh, to me, that sounds like something that would be uh, pertinent for, for um, what happened. Mm-hmm. Because, as you could probably tell on Friday night, we did not broadcast live. Uh, Friday night, it was... Um, I don't know. that The hell for our show mm-hmm. started right around, what, 5 o'clock chunks? And then kind of continued right until we decided at the last moment that we weren't going to broadcast? Yeah. All right, so we will talk about that. I will say this. Monsterween, fantastic time. It was a blast. I, I just wish we could have been on the air for it. I'm not going to lie. I'm glad we weren't. <laughs> I had a feeling all day we weren't going to be on air. Really? Something was... T- you know what was weird? I didn't have that urgency... Yeah. Before a live broadcast, like I didn't feel the sense of urgency. Like I almost kind of knew this isn't going to work out. Just maybe because of uh, previous associations mm-hmm. uh, out at Sun on the Beach, where we've had some problems out there before. Not necessarily, you know, anything awful, but just our show. And we have really bad luck out there trying to do a live broadcast uh, with all sorts of very. Uh, variations in what could end up happening. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. Let's discuss Monsterween. I want to know where we can find photos uh, of this as well. I know there were a ton of photos being taken. I'm going to go ask Triple R uh, here in a second on Monsters.fm and see if I can find some of those. And uh, hideoutheretics.net, fullblownaids.com, realradio.fm. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Back in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1, live on a Monday night. If you want to hop in, 407-916-1041, hideoutheretics.net, the Monster Militia uh, section, check that out. Fullblownage.com, where there's now a daily recap of the show. Yes, thank you, SD, for that. Absolutely. And uh, RealRadio.fm, keyword anchor for the World Series of Sexy Local Anchors. Check that out as well. It's the World Series, Sexy Local Anchors. I am, uh, I'm on there right now. Uh, I've already voted a couple of times. Let me just break down the, the seeding for you really fast, and then we'll get into Monster Ween. Uh, the one seed, mm-hmm. Jacqueline London. Miss Jackie London. Yes. By the way, uh, she gets a first-round bye for coming onto the show when mm-hmm. they did hurt her first in the hideout, as does Marla Weech, of course, of Local 6. She is the two-seed, again, for being on the show. Then from there on out, it kind of fills in uh, where they can get in. Uh, this is, these are the rankings according to me, okay? Okay. Number three was the Daily Buzz's Andrea Jackson. Andrea Jackson. Uh, four, Local 6's Jessica Sanchez. The five-seed was Fox 35's Aaron Logan. The sixth seed was WFTV 9's uh, Jody Fleischer. The seventh seed was WFTV 9's Vanessa Eccles. Ooh, so we have uh, a little hometown squabble yeah, with the nines. The, you know, the, uh, I, I have a feeling that I tried to pick someone from every station. Mm. The eighth seed is Wesh's Erica Washington. The ninth seed is WFTV's Cynthia, I'm going to say Demos. Uh, or Demos, possibly. And then the 10 seed is Wesh's Martha Suglowski. I guess that's how you say it. 
And uh, I went strictly by the photos that were on all of their websites. So if you go to Real Radio, uh, Real Radio FM keyword anchor, then uh, you will be able to vote in this. I say the first round, maybe we vote for a couple of days, see how everything's going. And once you vote, too, you can see immediately who's winning. Oh, nice. Is that the way it's set up, Tommy Bateman? Yeah. All right, very cool. So go check that out, realradio.fm. And I say we get a little prize, maybe a little, um, I don't know, trophy or something, and send it huh. over to the uh, to the winner. <laughs> How about something. a napkin saying winner on it? All right, whatever. <laughs> it's just got to be something from the hideout. Might not be a it's new the napkin. Sexy local anchors. Uh, maybe you know what we ought to throw on there? Realradio.fm, keyword anchor. Uh, let's see if we can add that for tomorrow, if you don't mind. All right, 407-916-1041, and Star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. We do have a whole lot of really, really good-looking uh, people on local television here. Yeah, that's why... Well, it's th- shocking to me. That's actually why the other day I was like, you know, I was watching, I'm like, hey, wait Who a is second. the hottest? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, J-Dub, so Monster Ween... On Friday night, out at Sun on the Beach. Let's start, or I guess we should start first and foremost, and that is with the um, with the, the lack of a live broadcast. Mm-hmm. Now, before we were going to go out to Monsterina, Sun on the Beach, uh, Hideout Happy Hour. We do the Hideout Happy Hour every Friday from 5 to 8, 2 for 1 drinks, uh, over at the Matador on Pine Street between Orange and Magnolia. So I was down there, all dressed up, mm-hmm. along with my chick. I, I was not able to make it because of uh, I don't have a car at this uh, point in time, so I had to wait for my chick to get home and take that car. So I didn't get to go out there, but we did see each other a little bit later on. Yeah, your car being worked on by PARS mm-hmm. uh, right now. They're, they're redoing the whole thing, and it's going to look badass. So anyway, I'm sitting there having a drink with Giddy, who owns the Matador. Very cool guy. They're always great people down there. And I get a phone call from Chunks. Chunks, what'd you say? Uh, hey, I uh, came down here. There's a big food tent exactly where it was supposed to be set up. I don't really know the possibility of us being able to go on safely and broadcast. Yeah, so despite the numerous walkthroughs, and it was numerous walkthroughs mm-hmm. that promotions, chunks, engineering. engineering went down and said, here's where the hideout's going to set up. Uh, because beforehand, when we had been set up at a couple of places, we'd had some issues with crowd noise, which obviously it's gonna, you know, when we did the midget wrestling, it's gonna be loud, it's gonna be boisterous, we know that. And we want it to be, we want it to be a big event, so we, we just want to be able to deal with it the best as possible. So we set up, uh, we were gonna be set up outside, mm-hmm. kind of in the, old, in the streets of Old Town, which is gonna be really cool within its, within its own right. So we get out, uh, Chunks calls me, and they have the food set up there. And I guess it was a little food stand that had a grill. Yeah. Grill and, like, there's coolers there. What did they say as to why we couldn't broadcast? Um, it's well, the fire I guess, marshal. I guess what they had said earlier is that uh, fire marshals had came in, I guess maybe around 2 mm-hmm. or so, and said you guys are going to have to move that. You can't have it under the tent. We'll close you guys down right now. So they, right, so, so first of all... Our space was taken. Yes. And then we said, well, maybe we'll broadcast within that tent. And that's when the fire marshal said, no way, it's going to be a fire hazard. Yeah. So, and then we decided, then we, then after that, it uh, and by the way, when, me and Terrific Tom going When did back we learn all this? At about what, 545? Yeah, about 545. Okay. 
because uh, traffic was horrible. So oh. then Terrific Tom and I are running around through alleyways and like outhouses looking for a place to set up that would be safe and that we can have the uh, the, the necessary equipment to be able to broadcast. And we're just running around searching, and we couldn't find anything. The music started blaring, and we realized, oh, better not take the chance of the music blaring or something bad happening. And play it safe and party on. So it was at that point we just found out, all right, guess not. Guess it's not going to happen. Well, me and you, Hepe, were uh, on I-4, like right next to each other while we were driving down there. Yeah. Just driving like animals. Yeah. I was (laughs) Cutting uh, each other off. Yeah, uh, because when I was leaving downtown, the Matador, I saw a spot in which to uh, scoot ahead, I think right past 408. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, look at this schmuck going a little slow in the right lane. So I was in kind of that merge lane that kind of feed the exit lane that, that feeds you off the 408. Not normally. But since we had to get down for the live broadcast, I was because I was running a little late. And I pull in right in front of the schmuck, and I do a wave. Then I see the clown giving me the finger. And I'm like, and then I see the Michigan State place. I'm like, oh, hey, Dubs. I knew that was you. That was the whole reason why I did that. So I've returned the favor later on on the drive and uh, did a pretty vicious cutoff on you, too. So the whole way down there, we're trying to get down there as fast as possible to get to this uh, live broadcast. What time did you give me a call, Tommy, and say, hey, don't bother? Uh, I don't remember. Actually, I actually heard from you. You called me and go, did you hear what's going on? Uh-huh. And I was like, no, what's going well, on? And I was like, oh. I okay. first heard because uh, Chunks called Hefe, and then uh, Hefe called and talked to me, and then I called Chunks. How was that phone call, Chunks? Yeah, it's great. Um, it came right in between a call with uh, a three-way call with Terrific Tom, the engineer, and Catherine Brown, the program director, mm-hmm. about giving the update situation. And uh, the phone beeps in again. Miraculous. I guess it got five lines because I'm sure Talon was calling me too at the same time. <laughs> phone ringing off the hook, and Dubs just comes on, and he's just going off, and he's like, "I'm yelling, move the food." I'm like, "Dude, the food can't move." He's like, "I don't care." Move that food! I'm like, yeah, you were trying to act like a legend. I, on the other hand, was stoked because I wanted to party with the militia and the heretics and drink. I would have been drinking at the broadcast regardless. Sure, we had some stuff planned, some of which we're going to do tonight. But I was like, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. We're already here. We get a night off. We can party. Let's party it up with the militia and the heretics. You kidding me? It was very odd because I was like, I called you and you're like, hey, no problem, buddy. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, sweet. Well, I guess, you know, I'll try and see what I can do, but cool, mm-hmm. this will buy me some time. They seem calm, but I didn't know that that, that Dubs, the, the pairing, the, the cool dad this time wasn't um, calm. Mm-mm. He was I was pissed. Uh, here's the other thing I'm very excited about. Too. Uh, I was kind of pissed about. We brought out some hideout bumper stickers that Lion Fired made mm-hmm. up, some, uh, some swag, the first edition of the Hideout Street mixtapes. And so we just kind of had to set those at the merch booth, but I was looking forward to passing those out in line while we were broadcasting so that people could get them. What I did do, I did grab those uh, CDs, and I had the heretics disperse them amongst the crowd, so they did get out to a whole lot of people. It is the Hideout Road Radio 104.1 talking about Monster Ween, of course, this last Friday. A fantastic time, but why we were not able to broadcast live. Let's go to Ross in the 407. What's up, Ross? Hey, how are you doing tonight? All right, buddy. All right, uh, I'll have to say, hey, J-Dubs, yeah. just got an interesting phone call just now. Hmm. 
some felon candidate called up and said, call this number and give my opinion of what 104.1 is. And I asked them what 104.1 is, they said, that's an alternative radio station. Now, I listen to 104.1, and I know you guys spend some wild records on there. Mm-hmm. So do the monsters. And that's Shannon Burke. He puts all those biker tunes on. All right, we're in the middle of something else, bro. Sorry. <laughs> What's going on here with the phone calls? Can wild, we not stay on topic? Jesus. Wild Hawk in the 407. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Um, this morning I was listening to the Monsters, and there uh, there was one guy that called in, like, how come the uh, hideout wasn't there to support the uh, the Monsters in the morning at Monster Wayne? And, and they were, like, immediately just, like, they set him straight that y'all were there. See, that was the other thing, the too. Force. All right, see, that was the other thing, too, was that we didn't have the opportunity to kind of announce, mm-hmm. hey, you know, there's not going to be a live broadcast, but we'd love to meet you anyway. And that was just by a series of uh, coincidences. Uh, coincidences. Coincidences. I can't say it either. Coincidences. Yes, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, save that. This guy got it. For a dumb, I know, right? Um, but there were just a whole bunch of circumstances that did not allow everything to work out. I did, however, get to get on stage with Tuttle and introduce the uh, the monster band. How drunk were you, by the way, at that point? <laughs> Very. Because I saw a picture of you up there. You I want to see a picture of it. I'll, like, I'll, I'll send you over a picture. Because you look drunk. Because Tuttle... You're hunched over. Tuttle goes, hey, uh, do you mind helping help the monsters set up? And he grabbed me and Matt. I'm like, sure. And we were in the backstage area, and there's a door that blocks it off. And I see the door kind of fly open, and Hefe go, Chunks... Can you can you go talk to Russ? I want to I want to introduce I want to introduce him, man. Is that cool? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll be a problem. He's like, yes. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> nice. I wanted and to he get was on... just kind of like looming around back there, like wobbling back and forth, waiting for the monster. Oh, that was nothing compared to my chick, which I will talk about in just a second. Let's go to Dick in the 407. What's up? Hey guys, just for the record, the heretics were out there sporting the monsters. I was in the party with Dr. Hitler, Absence Coma, and actually the monster party shunned us when we tried to go to the hotel room. Just to get that out there, number one. Well, I, I mean, that, I that's don't, terrible. Well, I don't, even, I don't even, I didn't know that because on hideoutheretics.net, from what I've read, a lot of the militia and the heretics party together. So I'm getting a completely different thing. And I don't want to start any, you know. Any trash just because it really okay. seemed like everyone was really getting together and the militia no, and the heretics yeah. came together fantastically. A lot a lot of us mixed, I'm just saying, where it was the official party, they were like, mm, no, everyone had their dog tag and they kinda funneled into the room. But hey, whatever. That's not what I called for. What I did call for was Thank there's this rumor maker. going around saying that Gazoo was off his meds and got into all sorts of fight that evening. Alright, I do not know about that. Yeah, um, can, can you verify that? We'll, we'll, we'll figure out. We'll get to the bottom of it. We Thank will. you, Dick. Thank you. And uh, by the way, let me just say this too. R- just I don't know what any confusion was, but I know that Russ was super cool mm-hmm. about anyone. Any heretic card holder could also go to the militia uh, bar because there was a militia only bar there with the mm-hmm. dog tags, and Russ made it very clear and was very cool about it. How any of the uh, heretic card holders could go up there and use that bar as well, which could clear things up. Where's Gazelle? Yeah. Awkward this morning. Because I knew it was going to be, be kind of a busy day, but then Mr. Blackbean goes, Hey, uh, Chunks, uh, tell me about your intern Gazelle. And I'm like, oh, oh no. damn. <laughs> I'm like, why? He's like, um, he's pretty drunk on Friday, huh? He's like, yeah, was he bugging you? And, you know, Bean's I- cool, and I'm, you know, usually goes the obligatory, no, no, he's fine, just a little drunk. He goes, yeah. He was bothering me. I was like, oh, no. What did he do? He's like, oh, no. All right, hold on. Oh, we got a break.
I have a feeling this is going to get us into a very long, drawn-out mess. We need to break first. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. I will say this in his defense. He seemed fine when I had to leave because of my... At 8 o'clock? Yeah, utterly <laughs> drunk girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, I got stories about that. I think I stayed the longest out of everyone, except I saw no one. I had heard you'd already bolted. I heard you bolted at 8. No, he uh, he left and got dressed. He got into a costume and came back. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and find out what Gazoo did to piss off the monsters. Good job. And he doesn't have headphones. <sighs> it's a hideout, <laughs> Row Radio 104.1. Back in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio.fm, keyword anchor for the World Series of Sexy Anchors. Go vote now. Uh, recapping Monster Ween and what happened on Friday night. There's so much to get to, too. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about a movie that I went to go see over the weekend. Um, and how I think I'm officially getting old and out of touch. How so? Uh, well, talk about it later. Oh. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Real quick, uh, while we're on the topic of Monster Ween, I want to say hi and uh, thank you to uh, a heretic uh, Manson tat. He's going to call in as from now on because he has a really bad Marilyn Manson tattoo. Huh. So I was out there uh, just hanging out. He heard my voice and uh, said, "Hey, you're J Dubs, right? You called my wife a whore." <laughs> like, oh no! Like I call a lot of people whores. Uh, I'm sorry. It's like, no, it was funny. Here's my cell phone. Call her again. Call her a whore. <laughs> and so what happened? So I had to call his, uh, his wife and uh, call her a whore. Well, look at you, Lucky. I know. You should have charged. Um, where's uh, Where's Gazoo? I'm right here. Okay, so what happened? How did you annoy Blackbean? Because that was the story we left off with before the break. What, Chunks, set it up again really quickly. Come in this morning, uh, Monday morning, on that uh, beam, usually very... Very happy and lighthearted. He goes, hey, um, what's up with your intern? Uh, was he drunk uh, on Friday? He's like, yeah. Uh, was he bugging you? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <clears throat> what happened? I was just making friends. That's all I was doing. What do you mean, making friends? You know, I was just talking to him, asking if he needed anything. Don't, don't talk know. to him. Don't talk to the monsters. Don't look at the monsters. What did you ask? What did you say? I don't know. I completely forget now. I think I asked him something about... Wow, you sound sick. Are you sick? No, I'm fine. I'm really not... I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> dope. It's the dope. No, it's not. You're off your pills, too, by the way. You stopped playing, taking your Adderall and your Wellbutrin, and what else were you on? Yeah, that's it. All, All right. that stuff. And did you drink a lot at Monster Wayne? A little, I, you know, I had a few drinks. What time did you start drinking? Oh, jeez. Uh, I will say our interns were very helpful from what mm-hmm. I saw backstage when trying to, uh, you know, in between sets and, you know, getting the monster band oh, yeah. set up and everything. It seemed like you guys were more of a, a help than oh, a yeah. hindrance. Yeah, cool. C-Lane was. All right, C-Lane was. No, I was, too. So what did uh, Black Bean say oh. happened? Remind me to tell you off air about C-Lane. I don't know how much we can say on air, but he has a few stories as well. Okay. Yeah, um... It's just basically that. I think here's here's the problem is Gazoo's translating. Now, think of this. You're the monsters. You're ready to go on. You're backstage. You're getting pumped. And you got this weird guy with a big head going, Hey, man, you guys are great. You guys are going to do awesome. Good job. Do you need anything? If you need anything, let me know. If you need anything, let me know. All right, all right. This guy over here, I'll watch the door. I'll watch the door, guys, so nobody gets in. And... 
This is minutes before you're ready to go perform. Oh, All right, we're not going to institute the Ron and Fez rule. No. Uh, Chris, Chris, you're Ron and Fez. Oh. Hey, Ron, what's going on, man? Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, I was talking about the tipping thing. Um, I, you know, I'm a server down here in Florida, and uh, these old people, man, they, they just need to die. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> so, so from now on, you cannot uh, talk to our buddies Ron and Fez, even though you're a fan, and you cannot, you can no longer talk to anyone else here at Real Radio. This is the only thing you can do. This is as close as you can get. Turn them on in the morning and talk to your speakers. Mm-hmm. No um, emails, no nothing, because obviously you're too Daniel, much of an embarrassment. I th- I, okay. You know he turns to his radio and goes, Daniel, you're so funny. <laughs> Good one, Bean. <laughs> he, like, nudges the speaker. <laughs> I used to do the same thing with you. What's the deal? Shut the hell up. Okay. Gives his uh, steering wheel a high five. Yeah. So, all right, so there was that. Yeah. Who had the... Uh, that? <sighs> I think Heretic TL probably... Had the best <laughs> costume of the night. Oh. He's a bla- he was a black man in white face. Sure, I guess with a noose. Agree. Uh, yeah, with a noose around his neck. He said he almost got in three fights over it. Really? And he had a whole bunch of people buy him drinks. So that was very cool. Okay, now let me talk about this. My chick is not a drinker. <laughs> she rarely drinks. It's usually... Um, I think the last time she had a drink was on the Monster Cruise. And even then, she didn't, you know, she drank a little bit, but not a whole lot. She got plastered. Uh, We didn't really eat, you know, anything for dinner. And she started drinking, and I started drinking. And the mistake that I make with her, because she is a novice drinker, is I want to go ahead, and every time I get a drink, I should get her a drink. Yeah. Well, we're not the same human being at all. So she got so wasted that when I went backstage to go up, you know, go up on the uh, stage and introduce the monsters... She had to kind of just sit back against a stool, yeah, fighting to keep her head up. Uh, she was having issues, uh, just sitting. That's what I heard. What I heard was uh, that you had to take her out and uh, take her back to the uh, hotel room because she was basically a living bobblehead. Mm-hmm. Her head was either falling forward or backward to the side, anywhere but straight up. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Hmm. And um, I heard something else. Probably those jealous shooters from um, Diana. Yeah, <laughs> from Venus is Hot. All right, what else? What did you hear? I came back and uh, I asked them. Like, I think it was one of the heretics or something. I go, "Hey, where's Hefe?" And I go, "Oh, he had to leave. His girlfriend threw up on herself." Now, <laughs> she did not throw up at uh, Sun on the Beach. Not that I know, because immediately afterwards we walk over to some grill and bar. Mm-hmm. Watching the World Series and we're eating, and it, it was uh, maybe it was literally weekend at Bernie's where I am trying to support don't mind my her girlfriend she's dead tired and keep her up. <laughs> we just got back from a killer party. <laughs> we're sitting at the table and there are a whole bunch of people in there and she starts doing the loud drunk hiccup. And everyone around just starts laughing. Who is she, Daffy Duck? I know. It was. It was a cartoon. So then we're sitting there, we're trying to order, and we're ordering. And, of course, she was talking really loud because, you know, whatever. That's what drunk people do. She's like, I don't think I can make you to the restroom. So I, And I'm like, do you want me to go? And she's like, no, I'll do it till we get to the, to the uh, hotel. No, I think I need to go ahead and go. So then I'm escorting her weekend at Bernie style all the way across the other side of the restaurant. To you the know restroom. what you should have done? 
Like we get in Bernie's too and play a song and put a voodoo curse on her so she just kind of walks herself. <laughs> the uh, the incredibly odd thing was we left about three songs in the monsters. We had to. Mm-hmm. You know, she had to go. And we got back. The World Series was not over by the time she passed out wow. in her bed. And I'm thinking to myself, I have, I'm having these thoughts. Do I leave her here? Do I leave her here and go back out and party? <laughs> Part of me really, really wanted to. The door locks. Yeah. She's not waking up. You don't remember anyways. It's a free pass. The other part of me was, what if she lays on her back, throws up in her mouth, and dies? <clears throat> that's never happened. Yeah, that's a tall tale. No, it's Last not. It happened Jimi Hendrix, Chris Farley. Who? They were on drugs, it not happened. liquor. Oh, the way she looked, she may as well have been popping something and drinking. And so I didn't know what to do. Then we get back to the hotel room. And uh, she goes to throw up, misses the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> How do you miss the toilet? I, That's not a small target. It's not like it's not like it's a Dixie cup. I don't know. I have no idea. By the way, up to clean the bathroom. <laughs> uh, considering. Did you clean it up? No, I'm talking, I'm talking about the state of the bathroom uh, before she threw up, and that helped. That hotel, I'm not going to say where we're at was the most disgusting thing I have ever slept in my life. I was so itchy afterwards. And I'm just going to say this. When I was sitting in my bed and everything, I know <laughs> this is the kind of hotel room that a married man goes to meet another man and just bangs. Yeah. There just... were bite marks on every part of that whole hotel. Here's Can you just what I tell like... us the name in your mic? <laughs> uh... Nights. Just the opposite of that. Here's the interesting thing about that, too. Just the paint peeled from everywhere and just yeah. throw it into the toilet. It was very cheap, so I mean, you what get I, what you pay for. No, absolutely. So I'm not, I'm, you really can't complain about it. If you really wanted something nice, you'd pay a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's something nice. Still. Yeah, it was, uh, it was horrifying. And, it's, and so, oh, and my chick continued to throw up all night. Uh, and the next morning, and well into the next day, she stopped somewhere after Heretic Hoop It Up at about 3 or 4. I was over at your place a little bit after Heretic Hoop It Up, mm-hmm. and she looked like death. Mm-hmm. She could barely stand. Uh, she plays death over at a uh, over at Halloween Horror Nights, and she didn't have, a, have to have any makeup for work that night. Me and my chick were uh, in, in our hotel room, and I kept on doing that thing to her, like, leaning to her ear. You know how much sodomy has happened in this room? <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> Shut up. I wish we had brought in the black light. That would have been a great oh, place God. to take photos with the black light. There was a big hole in the uh, in the mattress of one of the mattresses. Uh, it's not the one we slept in because we had uh, two beds. Mm-hmm. But one of them just had a big hole in it. Uh, our neighbors came out with us. They went back to their room after, uh, after Monster Wounds all over with. They... Said it smelled like someone was killed in there, so they went home. <laughs> well, I know that on the third floor in the balcony, there was walking my chick twice. The first time she was sober, I guess there was a hole 
on the little platform, like where you walk the mm-hmm. walkway that was just covered by carpet. But if there was no carpet there, you're falling through it. This crazy cartoon world. It really was. Get the jug with the three X's on it. Yeah, it absolutely was. Let's go to Tony Rage in the 407. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? What's, What's up, up, buddy? Hey, I just got an accusation to make. Uh, I also got harassed by Gazoo on Friday night. Oh, Jesus. All right, what did, what did Gazoo do to you? That's right, because Tony was waiting to go on stage, too. That's yeah. right, he was uh, he won uh, to play with the Monsters. What did he do or say? Well, I'm just walking around, drinking my beers, you know, just minding my own business. Mm-hmm. And I got this guy comes because it comes to me asking uh, awkward questions like, do I know who he is? <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. He looks like John Stockton to me. <laughs> um, I, so he John starts Stockton. asking me, he's, he's telling me that he's going to jump on stage during Southern Girls. And he's going to start singing and oh, blah, blah, no. blah. It was just you are... unnecessary. All right. And my apologies. First, I want to apologize to the monsters. To you, Tony Rage. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, to everybody. Anyway, but it was nice seeing you guys, and you should punish him. All right, man. <laughs> it was Thank nice you. meeting you, Tony Rage. How many times do you think he went to Bean? Hey, Bean, they're going to put up a great segment with me on the podcast. You should, you should, you should listen to it. Um, it's great. Uh, Bong Swat says, if she dies from puking while passed out, you get a free pass. You can play the pity card for the rest of your life. I ha- Listen, that just goes to show how nice a boyfriend uh, I am. That instead of partying it up with the militia and the heretics as I oh so badly wanted to, mm-hmm. I sat there and watched the Tigers lose um, with my girlfriend passed out. I didn't fall asleep till like 4.35 o'clock. I think I was in bed by midnight. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Not very happy about I'll that I'll tell you part. what. My neighbors were still up at 8 a.m. yelling people, do you want another beer? <laughs> Shut up. I swear to God. Uh, Guinness in the 407. What's up, Guinness? Hey, guys. What's going on? In fact, if you want to see how trash my chick is, if you go to my MySpace page, myspace.com slash LFA7, E-L-J-E-F-E, uh, 7, I have a photo of myself and Guinness. I'll put it up as my, as my, uh, my top photo right now, mm-hmm. my default photo. It's me, Guinness, and my chick, and you can see just how drunk my chick is. I want someone to Photoshop Don't. your chick's face on Weekend and Bernie's cover. <laughs> and you just carrying her <laughs> Actually, it would work out pretty well. Damn you! Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, I had a great time. I can't believe how incredibly blitzed I was. Yes. And then I looked down at my watch, and it's only 10 p.m. You got completely wasted. You ended up sobering up by the end of the night. Guinness was wearing the William Wallace uh, Braveheart outfit. Oh, really? I thought he was going as Hooch. <laughs> Everyone kept going up to him and making him do the freedom yell because he was just so hammered that he just did it on call. Like that's how the Promotions people, like who are selling merch, like got entertained because he'd stumble over and they go, "Hey, do the yell!" And he'd just sit there and like clear people out of his way and just go, oh, "Jesus, uh, it was incredible!" Uh, it was a it was monster. It was a fantastic time. All right, all right, guys, five thousand. See you, Guinness. Five thousand. Chunks, did you have any extra stories? Dubs, did you have extra stories? I feel like we need to wrap it up. We need to move on with the show, but there was so much that happened Friday night at Monster Wayne. Um, oh, well, let's take a break. we got to take a break and come back. Tommy, you want to tease anything? All I heard from about Tommy was, of course, Tommy was the one dancing with seven chicks. No. In a hotel room. That was I'd later. kill to have a That's all I had all Must be nice to be good looking. Everyone <laughs> want Kazoo around. Shut up. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1.
All right, I just heard a couple of stories. They're getting told. It's the Hideout Roll Radio 104.1. Um, tell our 8 o'clock guest we may be running like two seconds late. Or if, I don't know if he's calling us or what. Because I do want to finish up this monster wing. Maybe we'll have to tell, save some of these other stories for later on. What uh, dirt did you get? All right, so we're just kind of recapping Monster Ween and what exactly happened. And, um, all right, so the dirt, uh, here are a couple of things I'm getting on the Instant Messenger real fast from a few people. Uh, LOL, yeah, Chunks is going around saying what I would do for a chin line like Tommy. Because <laughs> apparently Tommy was dancing it up with, uh, like, eight, nine chicks at once. Um, this is true. Let's see here. What else? Uh, I'm such a great dancer, too, by the way. The Wild Hawk tells me uh, that Kimmy said she had a green handprint on her ass because he was drinking so much, and he went as uh, as the incredible. Wild Hulk, Yeah, essentially. He, he went could. as the Incredible Hulk. Later, he called it the Incredible Bulk. Uh, yeah, that, too. I just thought he was a really, really melted green Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Hitler says the VP of the militia was awesome, hung out for like three hours, big-ass tray of jello shots. She was cool. Where the hell were you? And like I've said before, I was with my passed-out girlfriend in the hotel room by about 11.15. Now, uh, do you remember uh, Gaijin Persuasion out there? Dressed as uh, Tyler, Tyler Durden. Durden with his chick. Mm-hmm. What, what was the chick in that movie? What was her name? Uh, Marla or Martha or something. Yeah, like, like that. Marla or something along those lines. Yeah, with the uh, sequence blue, uh, mm-hmm. you know, dress. It was they, a, it was probably the best costume of the night. I really liked it as a couple. Yeah, they went up there for the couples contest, and uh, Gaijin hauled off and hit her up on stage, you know, just to kind of make authentic Tyler Durden, and broke her tooth. <laughs> That's what I heard, and then she, actual... dis- she disappeared for two hours. Yeah. And he licked my face. He licked uh, oh, I heard he the was Incredible all... Hulk's back, too. I heard he was causing trouble backstage as well, and I'm not quite sure how he got back there. I think for that contest. Oh, and he just kind of stayed? Mm-hmm. He right, Ash- a piece of me. Ashes said that uh, they had a Jaeger tap machine in their room. Damn, dude. All right, here's what I got from Dr. Hitler also. And C-Lane blanked a white trash whore while her kids watched adults swim in the bed next to them. They were in town because the kid was there for like a karate tournament the next day or something. Are you kidding? He didn't. He's Do a, we he didn't, know the girl? He, he said, no, 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 this is a different one. Okay. Some, some mom was in town at, yeah. the, uh, at the hotel. No, apparently, I'll, I'll say this just so we can clarify. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he also made out with someone from the building. Okay. I, I just wanted to make sure no one was calling her. No. Okay. No, I like her a lot, and she's very cool. No, she's a good girl. If you look at RealRadio.fm, the camera, you'll see J-Dub's face. No, it's my... No, that was announced. She's very cool. No, he made out with this girl. But actually then, banged some other girl. And then found some mom, mom at a pool. He called me at like 3.55 in the morning. I didn't pick up. Because I was talking to Talon. <laughs> All right, and Ash just wants to clear something up uh, to Dick, who called earlier, mm-hmm. saying that they couldn't, that he couldn't get into the room. Ash just says he may have been talking about our room. The only reason was because security was called twice and the cops were on the way, so they had to move everyone inside. Ah, uh, so that makes a lot more sense because it just you know everyone has been very cool. You know, militia and the heretics. First of all, there's so many members of both. And, uh, you know, in addition to that, you know, it's just so much fun. I, I don't see where that would be a, a problem. Let's talk to Wild Bill real quick. 
Yeah. Wild Bill from Sales. What's up, Wild Bill? Do we have his open? Hold on two seconds and we'll get to you. Time for an update from the scariest son of a bitch, of a bitch. that works in the third floor, Wild Bill from Sales. What's up, Wild Bill? Uh, just wrapping up, uh, not wrapping up, wrapping up phase one to something that happened over the weekend. In, uh, not in relation, not in relation to Monster Ween, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm walking into phase two here in about two seconds. Anyways, gentlemen, it was fun, exciting, wild, and fantastic. Oh, oh, there was no doubt. Monster Ween was the party of the year. And Wild Bill, I really appreciate you dressing up as a psychopath. Mm-hmm. For, uh... <laughs> that, was, that was classy. What do you mean? Oh. Oh, you weren't dressed up? Hmm. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, go ahead. If there's any questions, I'm here to field any any questions. I will field questions. I don't have any questions for you. But I will field them. I got a question. How long will you ta- how long will you talk to a dial tone? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> I love Awful. I love Wild Bill, but I didn't have any questions for him. I, I feel just badly went... for him. He's getting that I want to say clear channel. Uh... That thousand yard stare. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, like Friday afterwards, we tried like even Bo tried to get him to party because uh, I was uh, I was hanging out with Drunky and Bo tried to get him. He's like, I can't. And I've never seen him. He wasn't like Wild Bill. He's like, I can't. I'm. I can't, I can't, I just gotta go home. <laughs> Thank you guys. And then he tried, you know, he tried being lighthearted, but I could tell as he was walking, he had that, uh, God, I hate my life and my job. <laughs> um, there he is walking out. Thank you, Bill. And I feel awful. And we'll just have him. a montage of Bill <laughs> and his laughs and his stares <laughs> and his walking away. Head All down. slowed down. Losing at the uh, guitar challenge. <laughs> Get down! <laughs> Call or die. Call or die. Call or die. <laughs> Get down! <laughs> so there it is. That's just uh, the beginning of the stories. Mm-hmm. I-, I would like to think that's most of everything that happened in Monster One. I think that's the uh, main and I'm sure things will pop up here and there. I believe there are new romances. Oh, really? That have started thanks to Monster Wing. I haven't heard this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I do want to thank Russ and the Monsters, of course, as always, for their fantastic support. And, uh, of course, our support in return for, uh, just a great, great guys and a great mm-hmm. show. Very good guys. And, uh, they know how to throw a party. Can we do this again Friday? Cause I, I had a lot of fun. I know you love you. It's what he, he told me. Uh, maybe best night of my life. Really? Tommy Bateman said that. Yeah. Well, you, you ever usually t- aren't a party you ever, guy. Yeah, you ever gonna tell any of those stories? There are photos of him dancing that I have, by the way, too. No, no, no. You're not allowed to post those anywhere, though. Are you ever gonna tell any of those or no? The stories? I don't know. I don't think I can on regular radio because hmm. it's about body parts. All right, yeah. well then I had to hear about it all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd follow me and go, oh, 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 and this thing, and I'm like. Yeah, dude, I know you get you get poon. I wish I was good looking. Oh, but it was like over. It was like more than like the usual. Like, like guys are scumbags. They would come. You know, how guys See, are like. There he goes. We got him started. Try to get in between you and like a girl you're talking mm-hmm. to. Like you're not there. Like somehow they're gonna like sweep the girl away, and it never works. 
And then, like, the girls would go... Well, I didn't give it a try, so why? Well, possibly, because you're an H57 hoodie. Mm-hmm. But, like, this guy kept getting in, like, talking to, like, the five girls I was with. And then he's like, what, I guess this guy's got more game than I do, huh? And then this one girl that I just met that night goes, he doesn't need it. <laughs> and then she turns Yeah, I've heard it already, going, too. It was great. Guys are scumbags. <laughs> I heard that one six times. Usually Tommy doesn't say anything to me in the week. He'll grunt at me or, like, you know, I don't really take the trash out, so he'll throw the trash in front of my door. But this weekend, he was all bubbly, and yes, he doesn't need it. Karma did get me back, though, the next day. All Friday night, I was like, this is too good. Something bad's going to happen. I went out Saturday. Hmm, flat tires. Great. you got to go buy new all tires now. Just the back, too. But at that point, you may as well. Whatever. Uh, all right, well, there it is. Monster Ween 2006. Thank you to... Uh... It's a blast. <laughs> Thank you to... Uh... Uh, Russ and the rest of the monsters very much looking forward to the next party that we can throw. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the biggest surprise of them all, Heretic Dopey flying in from Michigan. Oh, yes. And, um, that was, uh, that was fantastic as and, well. And, uh, him and, uh, Talon both getting approached, people thinking that they were me. Yeah, I saw him talking so. to some guy who thought he was you, and he's like, yeah, I love doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jerks. it. It's a hot- all right, so coming up. To catch a predator uh, card game, we got all sorts of prizes. We got that racist guy that's running for representative. Glenn Miller, is that racist? Racist? Oh, okay. He's, he's enlightened. Oh, he's oh, oh mm-hmm. my apologies. Advanced and uh, so much more. Dubs his uncle next in the hideout. <laughs> Roll Radio one hundred four point one. Now that the crazy month of October is over, I am getting questions. Are we going to continue the open door policy? Yes. Yes. Uh, That starts back up this Friday at 10 o'clock. We do invite the militia and the heretics to come on up and hang out live in studio. Uh, We usually have some sort of game or fun or frivolity planned. And then afterwards, we all go drink. And it's always a lot, a lot of fun. Dubs, it's political season. Yes, it is. And uh, everybody's getting ready to vote. Finding out who their candidate is. Yeah, you always see. Um, oh, really quickly. Let me let me share this story for you really fast. With, All right. with you really fast. Um, saw this today, maybe in the Miami Herald. Yeah. Let me see here what it says. After a week of early voting, handful of glitches with electronic voting machines have drawn the uh, <laughs> ear of voters. Several in South Florida. Uh. The big thing is, uh, uh, just real fast, uh, Deborah Reed voted near Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Her vote went smoothly. Um, turns out another guy that she went voting with uh, voted for Jim Davis, Democrat. But the review screen repeatedly registered the Republican, Charlie Crist. <laughs> now, according to this article, that's exactly the kind of uh, problem that has all these conspiracy theorists... You know, up in arms. There's another person, Joan Merrick, Democrat from Florida, stunned to see Charlie Kristen her ballot review page after voting on Thursday. She uh, corrected her ballot and alerted the poll workers 
And they said that they had also been having the same problem with the uh, same machine. Then there was another guy, uh, Raponi, Marcusio Raponi, who wanted to vote for Democrats across the board. Each time he hit the button next to the candidate, the Republican choice showed up. <laughs> he preserved his vote until the machine worked. What the hell's going on here in Florida? It's not just here. I think it's all these machines. It's predominantly here. Anytime there's a voting problem, it's here or Ohio. You had the same thing going on in, yeah, in Ohio. But you, you, saw, you heard about things like this in Virginia. There's all sorts of stuff you heard about. It's everywhere. And we've played some of these political attack ads, too. Mm-hmm. I saw Harold Ford Jr. on uh, Belmar over the weekend. That was very funny. Dubs, join us in the hideout right now, because here in the hideout, we are equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. We like to get everyone's message out. And uh, here we have write-in candidate from Missouri's 7th Congressional District, Glenn Miller, WHTY.org. How you doing, uh, Mr. Miller? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on. I am stoked about having you on. Tell us about your party platform. What are you, what are you running for? What do you stand for? <clears throat> I'm going to save the white race and free white people from Jewish domination. All right, now how's that going over in Missouri? Oh, wonderful. I'm a shoe-in. Uh, my wife and daughters are already shopping for evening gowns. Really? You feel uh, that for strongly the, about it? Pre- I got, for the presidential ball we're going to take. Yeah, I got, a, I, got a, I got a hunch. Those gowns, are they white? I beg your pardon? Are those gowns white? What gals? gowns? Gowns. Like the, the, uh, the gowns they're shopping for. <laughs> they come with hoods, don't they? Let's be honest, <laughs> mister. Uh, we'll go without the hoods. Uh, yeah, just this time, of course, because you want to represent. Um, all right, so some of your taglines include, let's get her done, vote white, aliens out, jobs in, equal rights for whites, and vote white for your children's future. Do you want to expand upon those and why exactly that's what you're feeling you need to roll with? Well, uh, as you well know, the white race is dying out rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here's why uh, I hear they're in the most trouble. Sweden. Uh, wait a minute. Let me, well, if you ask me a question, give me time to answer. Of course. Uh, almost twice as My many apologies. Of us, I'll go to the back of the bus. No, go ahead. Almost twice as many of us die each year as mm-hmm. are born. Simple, simple demographics, the changing demographics, proves we're dying out rapidly. Mm-hmm. As recently as 1965, we were uh, almost 90% of the population of the United States. Today, truth be known, we're probably less than half. That shows you how fast we're dying. And how are you going to... I believe that the white race has the right to survive just like other people have the right to survive. And and the white race is the the only race that's threatening. Threatened. The other races are multiplying like rats. Oh, so what do you think, uh, future Representative Miller, what do you think the white race should do in order to preserve its whiteness? We should free ourselves from the Jews. The Jews dominate both the national media and the United States federal government. Pat, Patrick Buchanan, for example, mm-hmm. stated that Capitol Hill is Israeli-occupied territory. He also said the United States Congress is Israel's amen corner. Paul Finley, former uh, 11-time United States congressman, wrote a book entitled They Dare to Speak Out, which mm-hmm. proves Jews dominate the federal government and also the national media. I have a, a question for you, Glenn Miller. Sir, um, 
what what applies best to President Lincoln? Meddler or party pooper? Well, I didn't particularly like Lincoln because I'm a Southerner. Yeah. Uh, he was probably a, a very uh, intelligent man, and mm-hmm. he probably did what he thought was right. I just happened to disagree with it. Uh, what did you hate most about it? Well, a lot of a lot of people died. Uh, Six hundred thousand white men died mm-hmm. in that war. Uh, it was the greatest loss of American life uh, in all the war, all the other wars put together. Other than the Middle Passage, but yeah. Now, now, uh, Glenn, do you consider yourself racist? <clears throat> well. I suppose I am, uh, okay. according to contemporary understanding of the word, but I don't believe that I'm as racist as most black people. I think probably probably at least 95% of blacks hate white people. Have you read the book Hating Whitey by David Horowitz? I actually have. It's sitting right next to my uh, toilet. <clears throat> well, it proves uh, that not only do most blacks hate white people, but uh, hatred against white people is taught in uh, public schools, uh, now, don't colleges, you... and universities. It's, uh, American is African. I mean, uh, universities are so damn liberal. I you have to agree with that. Well, it's, it's, it's part of the American culture now well, to man. teach hatred. I mean, yeah. it's okay to hate white people. Now, let me, okay. let me ask you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Miller. Uh, Glenn Miller, writing candidate for Missouri's 7th Congressional District. It's a hideout Road Radio 104.1. His website is whty.org. Uh, I'm assuming that stands for Whitey. Um, hey, uh, we also have a 24-7 discussion forum with uh, almost 6,000 members where people can uh, can uh, Where's that join and, and join in the discussion. Where, where can we get to that at? Race, creed, or color. May I give that? Sure. It's V as in Victor, N-N forum. Dot com. Uh-oh. And we welcome everybody, regardless of their viewpoints, and we like to discuss issues. All right, now let me ask you. Do you think that black folks may be mad at white folks for that whole slavery thing, or they need to stop their bitching? Well, that's been a, that's been a long time ago. Uh, you know, there are, are ten times more African slaves in Africa today than slaves in America in 1861. There ought to were about 39 million black slaves in Africa today enslaved by other blacks. How come nobody talks about that? How come Jesse Jackson and none of them talk about that? Because we're talking about what happened in America. No, now, you're talking about what they can uh, steal money from white people with that guilt trip propaganda now, let, about yeah. something that happened over a century ago. Let, let, me, have, let me ask you, though. You don't think, though, that even like with today's generation, maybe they're a little upset because their parents and their grandparents couldn't drink the same water fountain and go to the same schools? Like, there's no, I mean, that was just, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Well, why, did, why didn't they build their own schools and build their own water fountains? Why did they have to depend on white people? I, uh, I, nobody I, gave it to us. We built it for ourselves. Well, actually, no, black folks built it for you for free. That was slavery. You didn't really do it. That is absurd. What do you? Well, let, let, let's go with uh, someone who agrees with you, real right, quick. Go. Al Ross in the four hundred seven. Yeah, I have to say I agree with Mr. Miller one hundred percent. You've got all these other rices coming in and taking the rightful place of white rice. You've got long grain and wild rice. You've got jasmine rice. Something has to be done about these other rices. Thank you, Mr. Miller, and I'll see all of you heretics at that up for him. He just mentioned later. All right, let me ask you who you hate most, uh, Mr. Miller, running for Missouri's seventh congressional district. Black people 
Jewish people are gays. I think Jewish people are by far the uh, most deadly enemies of white people. Uh, like I, I said, they control the media. Anybody who, who is a student of the media knows that it's anti-white. It teaches hatred for white people. It instills uh, self-hatred into white people, particularly children. I got to say, I've never worked for the, a Jew other than Cameron Gray or Alan Limelight. The media teaches hatred against white people because it's controlled by Jews. Hollywood is absolutely dominated by Jews, and it has been ever since it began. Serious they question. They deny that, by the way. Now, now, Glenn, what's the worst tasting jelly bean? Uh, I beg your pardon. Worst, what worst tasting jelly bean? I'm here to talk about the rights of white people, not jelly beans. If you want to talk about jelly beans, get an expert on. I, hey, I, I smell the layman's. Uh, it's a question we ask all of our guests. Mm -hmm. All right, here's what I here's what I saw here. Here's one of your quotes, Mr. Miller. Uh, it is impossible for any white man to be a real man in this Jew-created and ruled society which forbids white men to unite and stick together. White men can only pretend to be men, and even then, fool no one but themselves alone. We have no choice but to be cowards when we come together into white organizations and are under strong leaders, then we can begin to regain our manhood. That's absolutely correct. And uh, stupid. The, the, the United States government persecutes uh, white leaders and mm -hmm. white groups. I know that white men have had it tough uh, ever since this nation was founded. Now, aren't Jewish people technically white people? Well, you, you, you were talking about the uh, we're talking about the persecution of white people who attempt to work for the rights of white people. The federal government uh, frames and traps and imprisons white men who try to do that, and that's been the case for the last 40 or 50 years. Now, Glenn, what do you think of uh, Mel Gibson and what he's uh, what he's oh, had to uh, endure since uh, saying those, uh, uh, what they call, anti-Semitic terms? Well, th that's a good case in point. It proves that you cannot criticize Jews in this country without being punished. It's okay to, to criticize white people. It's okay to criticize blacks, Hispanics, illegal aliens, and everybody else. But you cannot criticize Jews in this country, which is only more proof that Jews rule. Let me ask you something, Mr. Uh, Mr. Miller. What did Jewish people do to you to make you so stupid? Angry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Angry. Th that question doesn't dignify an answer. No, it absolutely does, because you're a moron. Oh, we're uh, resorting to name calling. No, absolutely. Uh, who's, who's the real hater here? Huh? El Jefe. My name is El Jefe. I am a Mexican, a Latin American. My family came over here legally. We came here in search of a better life, and we have one. And you wonder why white people are being put in jail because of the fact that they're sticking up for the white race. There's nothing wrong with being proud of your race. The problem is that every white guy who's proud of being white also hates other people like Jews, blacks, and Mexicans. If you just said, hey, white people are great, Jewish people are great, Mexican people are great, Asian people are great, no one's putting your dumb ass in jail. But if you go out saying white people are great and Jews suck and they're the reason for all our problems, that's why you're an abyss on this society. That's why you're a problem. You don't see that? You don't see how you're being divisive? I'm trying to save my people, my race, and my and to create a future for white. You're children. not you're not saving people. You're more harmful than a Jesse Jackson or an Al Sharp than anybody else because you're dividing people. Well, you know how many white people are hanging their heads in shame right now because of your dumbass antics? Well, your people are multiplying like rats, and mine is dying out. What do you mean, my people multiplying like rats? 
But well, Mexicans you have a very high birth rate, don't you? Mexicans do, yes, absolutely, and that goes all the way back to the uh, the mind control, the Catholic Church that doesn't believe in birth control. That's well, where that uh, actually comes Mexico from. Mexico is producing so many people; they ought to stay down there instead of sending their uh, excess population to my country. Well, guess what? It's my country, ass, and everybody. Can where are you originally from? Where your family was? Your family originally from here? Were you Native American, or uh, did uh, where'd your family come from? A nice place like Germany? My, my people settled, conquered, and built this country, and we're going Conquered to through it. slavery, you animal. That's how you conquered, And, you and we're going to send you illegal aliens back where you... What do you mean, from? you? I was born... He's talking to you, Jefe. I was you get the hell out of here. Get out! <laughs> I was born in Lubbock, Texas, you freak. Lubbock, Texas, home of Buddy Holly... Close enough. ...and Texas Tech <laughs> University. Yeah. You illegals. What's wrong with you? Do, you? do you realize how many white people out there are ashamed of you and what you stand for and how you're holding this country back? You are holding white people back. Are you, you filibustering or, or no, may you, I get a word in uh, Well, I've let you speak for about 15 minutes, but you can say what you want. Respond to the fact that you make white people ashamed by what you're saying. There are, there are between 20 and 30 million illegal aliens in our country, and they're pouring in at the rate of 3 million a year, according to Lou Dobbs. We've got to stop Which, that. by the way, I heard him on Ron Fez. They're taking awesome. job, and they're exporting our job down hey, there and bringing them Hey, here. bumper sticker, why? And it, it spells the destruction why? of Western civilization. Why are they, why are they coming here? Because it because they uh, are too stupid to build a civilization of their own and to create their own jobs down there. So it's nothing to do with the surrounding countries and what the surrounding nations may do and certain laws that are enacted. It has nothing to do with uh, quote unquote white people, or maybe we'll just blame that on Jews too, who hire them for for low wages, and that's why they would come over here. So you're not going to put any of the blame on America. Mexicans make Mexican kind of countries, Africans make African kind of countries, white people make white people kind of countries. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Well, Can you explain? It, it'll come to you. You know, the brains of black people are smaller, lighter, and less complex than the brains of white people. And they also have extra bones in their ankles, right? According to the book, The Bell Curve, the, Afri the average IQ of black Africans is only 75, and they have a very low cognitive ability. Wow, you are based, a beast. Based on their race. You are an the, animal. The Bell Curve was uh, on the bestseller list of New York Times and the Washington Post. I advise you to read it, The Bell Curve, written by two uh, Harvard professors. Yeah, Glenn, hey, Glenn, you're cool with Italians, right? Hey, my wife is half Italian. You realize Ooh. that they're also part black, though, right? Well, uh, my wife is whiter than I am. Uh, but there's some black in her. Uh, not right so. now, but uh, I'm sure there was at one hey, point. If, if, if I drunk. did have some Negro in my bloodline, I sure as hell don't want any more. <laughs> How's that grab you? <laughs> I got to tell you. I'll tell you this, Glenn Miller. You're a filthy animal beast, but you are nonetheless entertaining for your stupidity. Oh, can we hear about the gays? I don't hear about them. You can't disprove one statement that I've made. Everything I've stated is true and all right, first irrefutable. Of all, I'm not a scientist. You can make jokes and call me names all you I'm want. I'm not a scientist, uh, but I'll go. I'll go through and I'll read this stupid book, and I'm sure there are answers for any such assertions. May I state my phone number? 
<laughs> not like it, I really uh, I would recommend that you don't. I mean, is it is it your personal home phone number? Well, yes. Why would you want to do that, sir? Because I'd like to talk to uh, other white people out there who are interested in saving the white race. It's on the website. 417-463-7703. All right. One more time. 417-463-7703. All right, sir. All right. I'm amazed that you allow me this free speech. Very few radio programs will allow and here's the, pro-white here, spokesmen anymore. Here's the what? Here's the reason why. It's the hideout. Uh, my name is El Jefe. I'm a Mexican-American, J-Dubs. I love America. I believe in the greatness that is America. And even if you are a moron, I want you to be able to say what you got to say. Mainly just to show how stupid you are. But nonetheless, you can say what you want to say. Well, unfortunately, the government and the people who control the mass media don't agree with you. And you're on a, you're on a radio station that's controlled. You're on the you radio. Can, you know, talk is cheap. You talk that crap that you believe that we have freedom of speech. You can talk that crap, but you wouldn't allow it if you were in power. Mexico don't have freedom of speech. They live like in a police state down there, and they live like filthy animals. <sighs> And, that, and that's what's going to happen to my country if we uh, keep allowing you people to come into our country by the tens of millions. Man, you must be crazy to think we're going to allow that continue. We're going to send you back. What are you going to do, you old feeble bastard? What Damn are you going to do? Are. What are you going to do? Otherwise, Western civilization. You're so close to dying anyway, and so are like-minded people like you. And hopefully in another 50, 60, 100 years, all you morons will be gone. And we'll be that nice, wonderful caramel brown color, not that pasty, scabby white color that you are. Or isn't that a racist statement? It absolutely want to is. Allow that racist to talk that racist. It absolutely on your radio is, thing? you beast. Oh, I'm sorry. You never said anything racist in the past 20 minutes, did you? You filthy animal. Did you? <laughs> All right. We'll talk did to you later. You... <clears throat> You make me sound like a, a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> he is entertaining. I'd like to have you back on the show. You are uh, fun to I'm, talk I'm to, Glenn. I'm available anytime, but you won't. <laughs> Obviously, you're giving you out your do, phone. You won't allow me a whole hour do to speak on here. Well, hell no. We do I have commercials. Most of your white audience. If you We've did. given you 20-some minutes now. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you've gotten more time than uh, Sebastian Bach. Or figurejousting.org. And you were more entertaining than Chubby Checker. Alright, we gotta go, though. I've had enough of you for today, but I'm sure we'll keep back into you. Right, we'll, we'll talk to you again, Glenn. Is that right? Yeah, anytime. I'm available anytime. Of course your, you your are. listeners ought to call in and demand you invite me back on. Yeah. And by the way, uh, your sidekick, Chris, said he's gonna email me a uh, copy of the audio of this program. Yeah, I'll that's fine. To it. No, right, thank you very much, and y'all have a good evening. You got it, yeah, sir. You'll, later, bro. You'll get it. God bless. How's that grab you? <laughs> <laughs> he has a <laughs> I think we just found our gold. <laughs> yeah. That guy has to be on a lot. Glenn Miller. Big hands in the 407. Hey, what's up, brother? Man? What's up? I, just, I wish I could have got to uh, speak with him personally. Oh, we'll have him on again. Like, uh, I was going to bite all the Africans with our extra bones in our ankles. To, and your smaller brains. And, and our, our, our smaller brains. And I want us to breed out the white people. Just breed them out. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you, here's what you should do. You should send him a copy of uh, you and your girlfriend to just drive him insane. Oh, Give out his number. Give him a call. Although he could be friends with uh, your girlfriend's uh, dad. Yeah. <laughs> How's that I, I think I want to uh, send him a, a nudie of me and my girl. Uh, yeah. Together. Oh, I love it, Big Hands. Jesus. Big Hands out. All right. Later.
Heather in the 407. What's up, Heather? Hi. Um, I just wanted to comment on the guy that was just on the phone, mm-hmm. the disgusting old white man. Yes. Oh, the new hideout radio gold. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. You know, I honestly am just disgusted by that because I don't even think that people should be distinguishing race anymore. I mean, we're all human beings, and why can't we all just get along? Uh, why does there got to be a difference between people, you know? And he's well, from one bumper about sticker how... to another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to tell you this. I wish we all be like Colbert and not see race and... Uh... You know, just move on from... Look, here's the thing. Here's what's funny about debating guys like that. There's no debating. I mean, there's no... You can't use logic. They've Mm -mm. read the same books. I've heard about that bell curve book forever. You know what I mean? It's just the same... It's it's every joke, Dubs, that you and I will make when we're running one of those quote-unquote racist bits that are so outlandish and so silly, but it's all those jokes he said exactly right back to us. It was insanity. How come the Asians never get the brunt of this? You know, they're never accused of wrecking this country. How come they're exempt? It's always uh, our problem. It's always the people coming here for the better life and the people who are dragged here in chains. That's who you got to blame all the issues on. Let's go to uh, Anti-Matt. Go ahead, anti He should have blamed it on the Puerto Ricans, not the Mexicans. <laughs> Damn, I wanted to know what his opinion on rap music was nowadays. Oh, uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, was it really Jay-Z that ruined rap? What do you think, sir? Oh. It was Axel Foley, but, you know. <laughs> oh, you're an ass, <laughs> One mistake to Sebastian Bach. 407 star one zero four one on your singular wireless phone. Anytime we have a light load and we feel, man, we need to get something going, Glenn Miller. <laughs> Give me Glenn Miller. Next segment. Let's get Miller on the phone. Just see what's new. <laughs> see what else he's come up with. That genius. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. God, that was. Uh, I wasn't planning on that. That was a lot of fun. Should we follow this up with the heroes interview? Just sure. Like completely different uh, takes on the world. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Still a lot to get done. We have a, a whole bunch of weekend stuff. We need to bitch about Matt Albert. Uh, the first Photoshop has come in. Of weekend at Hefe's <laughs> with myself and Dubs carrying around my drunk chick. God damn it! Uh, and so much more. If you want to hop in, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. How's that grab you? And hide out real radio one zero four point one. At the risk of being ridiculed for this phone call, mm-hmm. how dare you? I, I went ahead and I uh, attempted to call. Um, racism is how you think, prejudice is how you act. But I come from Anger, North Carolina, mm-hmm. which is where Glenn Miller um, had come from. And Anger was a sleepy agricultural society. And in 20 years, it has changed to the point that... Um, All right, so now the Glenn it, Millerites are calling in. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'm not defending or advocating, but I understand what he is saying. In 20 years, the level of violence, because it really went from a sleepy Uh, agricultural, mm -hmm. having um, your children could play, the schools were good, um, which that also depends on teachers, you know, but the schools were good, your kids could play. I, I, I think I see where you're going here, Sue, and thank you for the phone call. And, I, you know, I can understand 
where, you know, people are upset with how this country is going, but I don't think white supremacy and, well, you know, uh, thinking that your race is the answer to everything well, the is the way to go. Let me and say- I don't think there's anything wrong with being proud of being white, but you don't have to kick other races while you're doing it. That's exactly what I was saying. You can be proud of being a white man as long as at the same time it's not followed up by it's the Jews' fault. And let me say this, too. Uh, our apologies if the majority of us don't want it to be the 1950s again when we couldn't go certain places and people would get dragged behind cars and strung up if they looked at a white woman the wrong way. I love being white, and there's a lot of perks that come with it. I know it. you do. But I, I don't think that uh, I am better than anybody else. I do think that I get some extra perks, and I'm not going to uh, complain about them. And they act like white people don't commit crimes. And let me ask you, why do people commit crimes? Uh, I would say it's more of uh, a desperation than, you know. Than a skin color. Yeah. Why do you think maybe disproportionately, if it is indeed true, and I don't believe it is, but there seems to be the thought that, Minorities tend to commit the most crimes. Why do you think people? Why do you think that happens? That that is true. That uh, they is someone online. Why are they going the air? It is true that there are more you know black people in jail in jail and you know and I think it's because of desperation, not their actual race. Exactly. Take a look back at some of the circumstances in which people are coming up, and, and you may find your answers. White people mostly are raised in better circumstances. That's why less white people are committing those kinds of crimes where they get in that kind of trouble where they go to prison. And this is my same problem, and, I've ta- and I don't want to talk too seriously because we got a lot of yuck-yucks to get to. People fail to look at the cause of things. They never want to look at the cause. They only want to look at the effect. I, I guarantee that white people would be in the same uh, predicament being jailed uh, in, if they were under the same circumstances. Absolutely. We aren't. Absolutely. I'm not going to say, because we're all human beings, and the, the main thing that a human being wants is power. Mm-hmm. you got to have that power. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that if blacks and Latinos, or one specific, were the majority, that whites wouldn't have it the same way that you know black people do today. Maybe that's the reason why this son of a bitch is so scared. Man, we saw what we did to them. We can't become the minority because then they'll be doing it to us. You don't think that's mm-hmm. kind of the mentality in there, too? But don't sit here and pretend that someone is just some certain way because of the color of their skin. A uh, lot of you, it has... You've heard to, him with his facts. A lot of it has to do with the circumstances. It's making a lot of sense over there. And the day. hatred for Jewish people, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never met a Jewish person I, person I didn't like. I Usually know. they're my best friends whenever I meet any Jewish people. Oh, that sounded racist. Uh, why? I have a Jewish I don't, friend. How's that grab you? <laughs> I don't know why it sounds... The, I, Anytime I encounter a Jewish person, I usually am best friends with them. We click. Whatever. Me and the uh, Jewish people, or as he calls them, Zionists. Yeah. Let's go to Ross in the 386. What's up, Ross? Hey, what's up? Uh, that was so inspirational. Um, I'm headed out to the garage to dust off my own cross so I can burn it in the uh, <laughs> neighbor's yard down the street. But, hey, listen, there was a sound bite on there that you need to grab. He said, Jews rule. <laughs> I need to single it out. All right, we'll have uh, we'll have chunks go back and pull it. Yeah, Just... it's it's right there. He's like Jews rule. Later. <laughs> All right, thank Later, you. Bro. And then the next time we have him on, we'll just torment him with that. You have it right here. When wh- what was with the about face? All of a sudden, your flip flopper. Let's go to Kurt in the four seven. What's up, Kurt? What's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Hey, you know one thing that uh, just stood out while he was talking was. Uh, 
You know, you had mentioned uh, about, you know, uh, blacks and minorities having to use separate water fountains and such. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, well, why didn't they build their own water fountains? And why didn't they build their own? <laughs> There'd still know, be facilities? separate ones. Yeah. And uh, my question is, if he's mad at Jews ruling, ruling the media, well, why don't whites build their own media? Why are they relying on the Jewish media? Damn you for calling in too late. That's a great question. We'll hit him with next time. But see, it's logic. Then it's we a... did build that, and the Jews took it over. Dr. Keen, Dr. King's King said something great. He goes, how are you going to ask a man to pull himself up by his bootstraps when he doesn't even have a boot? Profound, my friend, profound. Why are we talking uh, comfortable footwear now? Nah, this isn't foot talk. Hmm, it's my fetish. I love how he immediately went to the smaller brains <laughs> and the bones <laughs> it, of the It ankles. didn't take him long. No, it was, yeah. Eddie in the 407. What's up, Eddie? Hey, how you doing? What's all up, right, Eddie? buddy? I'm, uh, I'm listening to all this conversation. It's really, really entertaining. I'm a, I'm a Puerto Rican. I'm a middle-aged Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. I've been in Florida for about 16 years. I've got a lot. I've got a lot of white friends, and and most of them are are, are really, really, really nice people. Um, don't don't let yourselves uh, be misled by by one or two people that have been uh, resentful and sour probably all of their life. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't worry about a big Glenn Miller backing. Yeah. Starting up. I don't think that's going to happen. I'll tell you this. Though, I'm going to hold it against Dubs. Why? Uh, just Let because. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. I, as a Puerto Rican, I have I have had more relationships with blonde women, mm -hmm. Americans from Kentucky, Tennessee, Carolina. See, this is where you lost me. And and you know what? White women don't want don't want to have white guys. They want the Latin guys. They want the black guys. How many times haven't you seen black guys or, or Latin guys walking uh, around arm in uh, arm with a? Yeah. With you're a not helping. Well, usually we'll have to though. Yeah. Once you agree. Yeah, uh, you're not helping. But thank you for the phone call. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> right, buddy. We'll see you. Idiot. Later. That you're the reason they hate us, right there. I have to pee. I told you. We just blame it on the Puerto Ricans. How's that better. grab you? <laughs> it, it is a great drop. Let's go to Stephanie in 352. What's up, Stephanie? Yeah. Well, go ahead. You're on the air. Um, I was just calling basically for that Miller guy, that old man that was mm -hmm. on the phone. Basically, I don't understand why he was sitting there talking crap about Spanish people coming over here to try to make better. You know, they come over here to try to make better. It's not their fault that they're living in poverty. It's because of their government. They're not living that way on purpose. I'm a white girl, and I've been dating... You know, a Spanish boy for about four years now, and I don't, I don't understand why they're messing with people. Mm -hmm. You know, why does that guy have such a problem with everybody? No, I got you. Here's what's interesting too, and thank you for the phone call, sweetie. Um, Bill Maher, I referenced it earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, very good, uh, real time with Bill Maher. It's a fantastic show. Um, when he was talking to Harold Ford Jr., mm -hmm. he was like, "It's almost the norm now to be interracially dating." You know what I mean? And I guess that's another thing that tends to scare this guy. Uh, Miller. I just like that he's running for Congress. Let's go to Marcy in the third picture, too. What's up, Marcy? Hi. Um, I want to know how being Jewish doesn't make you white anymore. I don't consider him to be Christian. I considered him to be a white man. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't understand how being a third-generation American doesn't make me white just because I'm Jewish. You don't really want to be anyway. Uh -oh. I mean, in this segment, being associated with Glenn... I would just take a... Take I, your... Let me ask you, Marcy, right? Is that what it is, Marcy? Yeah. Uh, Marcy, 
why, if you found that in the Jewish community where Jewish people don't consider themselves white, because I know Irish people do and Italian people do. I mean, it's more of I'm a Jewish American, I'm Italian American, but, you know, like if you had to pick something, you're white. Was she there? Ah, uh, oh, Marcy, we're talking to you. She sounds like she punched out. <sighs> so anyway. Let's go to Spike in the 863. Spike, go. Yeah, I just uh, I wanted to tell you guys, everybody, Mr. Miller should be appreciative to El Jefe and all the uh, Spanish for coming over here and oppressing all the Indians so all the white people could go ahead and take over the country. Yeah, it was our fault. Yeah, always. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> and as long as we understand that. JoJo on the 407. We did it. Hello? What's up, JoJo? Hey, listen, now, now I'm going to tell y'all something right now. The reason the Jews ain't, ain't prospering like they should be is because all they own is bagel shops. They need a franchise and make tickets. See? The... What the hell is that? Cut that bitch off. Next caller. <clears throat> Marcy's back in real quick. All right. Hi, sorry, no, I lost my connection. No, that's all right. I just wanted to ask you, when did it ha- when did it begin to happen where, uh, like the Jewish people, you don't you don't consider yourselves white? I do. That's well, I'm saying. Why aren't we considered white? Right, right, right. right. All right. Well, I just wanted I wanted to ask like where that comes from and why, what the hatred is for and where that comes from from that guy. But I guess you probably well, don't know any better any than anyone. A lot of it considered Jewish people, they just think of them as Israelis, as, like, Middle Easterns. I mean, I don't live there. I live in Florida. Mm-hmm. No, I got you. And as far as why don't we own businesses, mm-hmm. I'm sure we're pretty much all the doctors and lawyers, so you can take your pompous behind and shove it. All right, Ma, see, that's probably what pisses him off. Thank you. I, I, but I understand what you're saying, Marcy. You always got to brag to see, like, hey... Look at no, us. No, no, no. I was just doing that because he was talking smack. No, 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 I'm not saying, but I'm saying, like, whenever you feel down put upon, like I did, and I started yelling about stuff. Yeah, that is just the typical American nature is we get defensive. Yeah. It's not a single race. It's not a single religion. Americans get defensive. Yeah, it's like, hey, look at all the stuff I got, you hick. All right, thank you, sweetie. Appreciate it. Bye. All right, there goes Marcy. Let's go to L. Ross in the 407. Hey guys, uh, I just want to know: Can we get past talking about how blacks are somehow inhuman or you know or inferior? And uh, we are talking about, about that. F.A. kick Matt Albert out of his house. <laughs> You're such a son of a bitch. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> oh, mine still lit up. He's got me so mad. Dude. Who? Matt Albert. Ah, oh, I thought you were talking about Glenn. No, I'm mad. Who would you rather have as a uh, <laughs> living in your place, Glenn Miller or Matt Albert? This is going to sound awful, but I have a feeling that one of them wouldn't ruin the carpet or the walls. And I think that would be Mr. Miller. How's that grab you? (laughs) Because Matt did. I don't want to talk about this right now. I'd rather wait and separate, because I don't want people to think that somehow these are interconnected, because they're not. You know what? uh, If uh, Glenn moved out of your house, he'd leave those walls white. Without a doubt. It's better than the smudged, discolored, crusty mm-hmm. uh, thing that's going on right now. Oh, and let's not even forget about the brand new carpet that it appears maybe he was doing oil changes in there. <laughs> Overhauling an engine? Oh, not. Oh. Uh, I'm going to stop now. I, I right. guess I got to separate it out because it wouldn't look good. It's the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Back in the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1.
Wrapping up hour two. Wrapping up hour two? Yeah. Goddamn. Flying by. Uh, hop in. I gotta. I want to go see and get, a, get an update on uh, the World Series of Sexy Anchors that we have mm-hmm. going on. RealRadio.fm uh, is the website. Keyword anchor. Yes. Keyword anchor. It's the World Series of Sexy Local Anchors. Right now you're voting on round one. Fox 35's Aaron Logan versus Wesh's Erica Washington. Um, three seed Daily Buzz's Andrea Jackson mm-hmm. versus Wesh's Martha S. <laughs> Four seed Local 6 Jessica Sanchez demolishing right now. Mm. Uh, nine seed WFTV 9 Cynthia Demos. Demos. Uh, six seed WFTV 9 uh, her Jody Fleischer. Uh, really laying into WFTV 9's Vanessa Eccles. Jackie London and Marla Weech both got first-round buys for actually coming into the hideout. Again, realradio.fm, keyword anchor. Go vote right now. More than anything, it's kind of fun because um, we're going to send off a little uh, reward to the winner. Yeah, we have to figure that out. All right, we'll wrap up the conversation real fast that we had with Glenn Miller. We already talked to him. Yeah, we'll blow through these phone calls real quick. Yeah, we'll be up on the podcasting if you happen to just now tune in and miss out on the... Uh... Glenn Miller was a, is a writing candidate for Missouri's 7th Congressional District. He's running on the White Power um, platform. platform. Yeah. So, Bill in the 386. What's up, Bill? Bill, go. Sorry, Bill. Cut! Bitch Next caller. Jeff in the 407. Hey, Jeff. Hey, like, I don't think we need to go back to the 1950s or anything like that, but um, I do think that a lot of times people say things about the 1950s that, you know, introdu- introduction of multiple races into the U.S., like, contributed to bad education, yada, yada, yada. And I think if we look more at it, it has to do with, you know, spirituality and basically people putting other things before God really is what it has to do with. So that that's where our problems come from, uh, people putting money, I, I uh, think power so, I before think God? So. I think so. And I think if you had asked him, mm-hmm. uh, was, was, Jew, was Jesus a Jew? or I mean, what, what was his response to that, I wonder? Uh, well, we'll have him on again. We'll uh, make sure you uh, let up the wines next time we have him on, and you can ask him that. Yeah, All right, just, Jeff? You may just do a Q&A. All right, All right later, Jeff. So his thing is where the country went wrong is where God kind of took a back seat. Yeah. Uh, let me say this. I'm not a God-fearing man. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who's listening to the show knows that. I do understand religion and its need mm-hmm. to keep human beings in line. Because I think if for, for a lot of people without that fear of something that could happen in the afterlife, mm-hmm. they would end up being... Uh, reverting to you know being a Neanderthal just because they would feel that there's there's no punishment you know what I mean yeah I mean that you see that so often with these people who are either in prison or have uh, you know uh, a bad problem with some addiction like drugs or something they have to find God they have to have something to fear they have to have a reason to kick this habit other than death so I don't know if it's necessarily fearing a God per se. But I think it may be a lack of respect morals for human life mm-hmm. more than anything else. Not so, not doing it for some magical being in the sky or, you know, but but more because of, you know, I don't respect fellow man enough or even myself enough to uh, to behave and try to live a normal life. Let's go to Jeff in 386. This is Jeff. 
Oh, uh, we had two Jeffs. Whatever. Sorry. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, anyway, uh, listen. Hey, if you if you slow down Sir Gary's voice, I think that the Glenn Miller is really Sir Gary. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, it was funny because I got about four IMs on that. People saying, "Is this Sir Gary you got going?" No, it wasn't. How's that grab <laughs> All right, we may we may have to put that through a uh, pitch processor. Retarded. Mm-hmm. Oh God! You know what we Good need. Good evening, to... godless sodomites. You know what we need to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think if we speed up Glenn Miller, it'll sound yeah. just a, a twinge. It'll sound like Sir Gary. Yeah. Speed him up or raise the pitch just a little. Mm-hmm. Carl in the four hundred seven. Hey Carl. Hey, uh, I was listening to that earlier, and mm-hmm. you know my family's been here since the beginning. And, in fact, my first ancestor was the first speaker of the house. And anybody that's been in America since the beginning has intermingled with the Native Americans, their slaves, and whatnot. How can anybody say there's a true white race in this country anyways? And, you know, that's a very good point. And even beyond that, so what? I, I, I mean, I am, I guess, technically, I'm full-blood Mexican-American. Mm-hmm. How's that grab you? <laughs> not well. Not well, Glenn. <laughs> well, it knocked some old interns out of their seat back here. <laughs> Literally. Uh, hmm. Both my parents from Mexico. But I don't... I, like, it's not my thing to run around and be like, Hey, I'm full-blooded Mexican. You know really? I, mean? I, <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. FBM.com. Uh... Now you'll see what that is. Uh, right, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I like like who cares if you're full blood this, that, or the other. I, I don't understand where that comes from. I don't know. Let's go to Jack in the four hundred seven. Hey Jack. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey so, buddy. I was just passing through Gainesville. I'm from Orlando, and I can hear you all loud and clearly. Uh, so I, I hear the uh, the signal is just badass. So that's awesome. Nice. Let's go to Crane in the four hundred seven. Crane, go. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, hey, brother. How much? Hey, I just when I just happened, I was going down to get some beer, man, and I heard you guys talking about the uh, recovering addicts, and they find there they, uh, I guess they get delve into their Christianity to claim that to help them get out of that, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and just because you guys were talking about that, I uh, I was thinking, I mean, you know, a lot of that is, man, is that since they don't believe in themselves, they have to find something else to believe in. Yeah. Not and not and not arguing to the fact to say that you know I you know I believe in my Christianity and everything else like that, but it's you know, that's that's a part of the problem. It's a lot of large self-esteem issue. Mm-hmm. Well, without a doubt, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who, and I I really like for someone like that to find God or something, and uh, it can save their life. I don't. Why not? I've been surrounded by it. My, my, one of my real big uncles, and this is where my problem. You want to open it up? Open it up a little bit. You can learn a little learn a little bit about me, El Jefe. My one of my big problems with religion, mm-hmm. and it seems skewed, so it probably isn't a good version of it. But I had an uncle. I used to go stay on their farm out in Lubbock, Texas, and it is my understanding, and he's one of my favorite uncles. But he is the one that would go around to prayer meetings, no television, no radio, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It is my understanding that he found Christ after a very bad drug binge, and that. Christ saved his life from there. Which, hey, fine and dandy, good for you. That's what you needed. But then it was the passing down of, well, there's no TV, there's no radio. 
I'm going to neglect my family and travel around from mm-hmm. small west Texas town to small west Texas town and preach the word while neglecting my family at home. You know, it's the same thing with W. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he had He's his own problems. He, he uh, And then he became a born-again Christian. Too many people have stories of him being a drunkard and a cokehead. Mm-hmm. And then he found Laura, and allegedly Laura dealt dope when she was in college. Whatever, I'm not going to say. As here. a librarian. Yeah, I'm not going to judge you. Whatever you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Where I do begin to judge is where you then do the complete 180, you know, hypocrisy thing of... Everybody who does that is yeah. evil and bad. Just because I couldn't handle my own vices, I don't respect you enough as an individual to think that maybe you can, so I'm going to try mm-hmm. to save you from that. And it's crap. It's unfair. It's, you know. Yeah, it's, I, I, I totally have no problem with people finding it and, uh, you know, and it's saving them, but it's the fallout that really bugs me. It's malarkey. That's right. I said malarkey. Watch your mouth. Filthy boy. Stacy. You're in the hideout. What's up, Stacy? Stacy, go. Bye. Cut that bitch off. Next call. Final word on this and we move on? Pat in the 407. Go ahead, Pat. <sighs> Criminy. Cripe. All right. Well, then fine. Screw you, Pat. How's that grab you? And Stacy. I'm going to leave that on Gazoo. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the phone screener. I don't know. It's not me. The phones. Some of the phones. <laughs> it's never you, is it? No, I'll do my job back here. I like to screen phones. I'm a good screener. I don't know if I necessarily like this kazoo either. Why? What am I doing? I don't know. I liked you more when you were bipolar. Is this a bipolar low or high? This is a low, right? No, I'm doing all right today. Today's been a good day. Mm, She's kind of high. Yeah. No, I'm not. Have you been smoking weed? Uh, no. That's Your brother's a, back there shaking and said yes. That's a yes. Yeah, right, His brother right. was also telling me stories when uh, he leaves the room about guys Gazoo brings home. Ew, don't... No, never. <laughs> okay. Ew. Uh, Tommy, you want me to... Shut it. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Dubs? Yeah? I'm going to leave you with this question. I want you to ponder this. Tommy Bateman, you too. Riddle it. What is the ultimate 80s song? <sighs> that is a good question. I know my favorite. I have a prize for someone who can get number one, because this was actually by surveyed by a place that I highly, highly respect. According to this mm. this one, the ultimate hit of the 80s. That's, that's the category, the ultimate hit of the 80s. If you can get number one, I'll give you a, give me a little something-something. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. It's a hideout row radio 104.1. Hey, Mo. Ah. Ah. Back in the hideout, kicking off hour three. Uh, row radio 104.1. What is the ultimate 80s hit? If you get number one, you win. I hate to throw this one out so early because I think it's going to be number one. All right, and just ruin it for all the people trying to call in. But I got to. Journey, don't stop believing. <sighs> yes. Game over. No. 
Not even top five. What? Not even top five? No. Listen to this. For those of you tuning in, it is not 80s bumper music night, uh, Wednesday night. That is Wednesday. Midnight train going anywhere. You know, every time the song comes on, I have to make the hook. I'm sorry. Oh, we got phone calls to take. Born and raised in South Detroit. There's no South Detroit. I know. South Detroit is Windsor. (laughs) Do you see Detroit didn't even make it as the number one most dangerous city? It was close, though. Beat again by St. Louis. How's that? St. Louis was number one. Detroit number two, and then Flint? Flint, no, Compton was, uh... Four. Three was Flint. Was it really? Can we get to the phone calls, or do you have to hear your journey? I have to hear my hook, man. I'm sorry. The conscience is from this uh, Sunday. Did we have extra tickets for me? Are you going, Tommy? I have no idea. You want to be on my date? I'll be no. Here. Shut up. Can I get a little little volume? I hate the bag. I don't know. I might out-sing whoever they have singing now. I heard he just lip syncs to Stephen Perry. Steve oh, you got me one. Oh. Hold on, I have a guess real quick. All right. Can we let the callers participate? Screw them. <laughs> I've been here longer. <laughs> that is true. Here's my guess. All right, what do you got? Dixie's Midnight Runners. Dixie's Midnight Runners. All right, might not be the top 80 song, just the top eight song ever written and recorded. Not even in the top five. This list is crap. The ultimate hit of the 80s. All right, let's take some calls. Yeah. Brian in the 407. What do you got, Brian? Brian. Uh, I'm in the 321, but anyway, I was going to say Thriller. Definitely Thriller. Thriller, Michael Jackson. Actually, it's a very good guess. Not... So the number one hit of the 80s. Uh, Michael Jackson did have a top five, though. Let's go to Patrick, then. He has another Jackson. All right. Yeah, I was thinking maybe uh, Beat It. By the way, go Cardinals. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, no, Beat It was not in the top five. Billy Jean was number four for oh. ultimate 80s hit. And again, this is a pretty reputable kind of place. I don't want to give it out now because I think people will Google it. Mm-hmm. Try no. to guess it up there. To win. So Rich in 4 7. What's up, Rich? Rich, go. He's going to say Sledgehammer. I hated that. Was that Peter Gabriel? Yeah. Who can't like Sledgehammer? Yeah, I don't know why you would hate Sledgehammer. It was just so long, and I remember the video was always on, and I wanted to watch bad hair bands on the uh, <laughs> top 10 countdown on MTV. At least you're honest. Sledgehammer just makes me want to jump every time I hear the, uh, the uh, hook. What is it with all these songs that have, like, four-minute intros? I think there deserves, like, a two-hop at Sledgehammer. No? That MC Hammer is, like, little sidekick or something? I don't know what bad. you guys are talking about. Sledgehammer. Radio cool. Jihad. James in the 386. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, brother. Hey, I got a uh, one song for you. How about Beastie Boys Fight for Your Right? And then I got a question for you, Hefe. All right, Beastie Boys Fight right, for Your Right was not in the top five. I got to say, though, that was a damn good song, mm-hmm. especially for the hey, times. Man, who do you think breaks it down as far as breakdancing goes at uh, Real Radio? 
I'll give you one guess, and I'll tell you who it is. Uh, who's the best break dancer at Real Radio? Yeah. All right, give me two seconds. Best break dancer at Real Radio. I'm going to go through everybody. Captain Boy. No, I'm going to say... Domer. Jack. I'd say Black Bean. I don't know why. Moira. Maybe that's I'm just going with my people. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Stedman from the Shannon Burke Show will break it down, bro. Really? I was going to say Stedman is a... Hit him a... up on this, man. Hit him up on it, dude. All right, well, we're going to be at his place tomorrow for Halloween, his, uh, his tea shop. Little, I was gonna say that as a, yeah, I was gonna say that as a joke, but oh, wow, I got I got to see it then. Maybe Stedman will break dance tomorrow when Chunks is out there at seven. Let's go to Anti Man in the four hundred seven. Looking for the number one eighties hit. If you get it, you win. So hide out. We got Anti Man. Oh, let me see if I can do this. You know where you are? You in the jungle? Oh, baby. by Axel Foley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> just giggling with glee, you fat bastard. <laughs> you know what you are? You're in Beverly Hills, baby! Dude, it was one mistake to Sebastian Bach. I was... I was... Distracted by the IMs. I meant Rose. I said Foley. You, none of you have ever made a mistake before in your life, have you? Mm-mm. Ah. Uh, hate you guys. You're going to give your girlfriend 12 Foley's for Valentine's Day? <laughs> Actually, you know what? Maybe I just will. A little paper mache. Here's a Mick Foley doll. I didn't say Mick Foley, at least. Although I almost wish I had, because that would have been more... <laughs> Better than Axel Foley. Yeah. I haven't been able to hide it. Art in the 407. What's up, Art? Hey! I was going to guess the, uh, actually the band that's going to be uh, playing with Journey this weekend, Death Leopard. i got to say, pour some sugar on me. That was number two. You were Really? Very, it was oh. very close. Not the number one hit of the 80s, but that was a damn good guess. I hated this song, too. Really? Yeah. I can hate this song. It's never did anything for me. And then it got worse. Red light, yellow light, green light, go. Ditsy Little Woman in a one-man show. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It was even worse years later. I went to see this bodybuilding competition, and there was this guy. Uh, why? Because one of the huge bodybuilder steroid guys was going to be there. Yeah, whatever. Beat it. And uh, <laughs> Mo. <laughs> and one guy from the gym I worked out at. I can turn your booth off very easily. <laughs> He's doing it. Oh, turn him off too. What? <laughs> and uh, the guy from our gym came oh, out well, to hold this on. song. Hold on, we have uh, actually. Recorded audio from Tommy Bateman's pants. Didn't break anything. <laughs> that was Friday. Don't tease us if you're not telling the stories, <laughs> ass. Let's go to Hungarian Heat in the 407. What's up? From the board, hideoutheretics.net. What do you got, my friend? Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. Oh, hey there. Uh, my guess is that amazing band-aid song, We Are the World. All right, We Are the World, um... No, not even in the top five. I know that topped like the guilty pleasure list not too long ago. Mm-hmm. We did have that one. John in the four hundred seven. John, go. Hey, I thought it was uh, "Painted Love" by Soft Cell. That's I gotta admit that's a guilty pleasure of mine, but that yeah. wasn't a top five one. <laughs> Soft Cell. Music <laughs> Fix Mix One Hundred, <laughs> taking it back to nineteen eighty two. God damn. It's Friday. Vito. Was... <laughs> what? <laughs> Stop. Why is, what, what is it about just giving me hell today? I don't know. Vito. Between you and Glenn Miller, I want to shoot myself. Go, Vito. 
What's up, man? Yo. Hey, buddy. All right, I got it for you guys. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's the Mickey song. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blew my mind. Hey, Mickey. That's before the 80s, isn't it? No, that really? was... Uh, no, that was the 80s. Yeah, that Come was... Come on, MTV first came out. Yeah, that was definitely the 80s. That was not in the top five. Who, um... Who did that? Tony, Tony Basil. God, you're good. We don't even have it in the computer. Really? No. Uh, that is a uh, that is a very good guess. That is not it, though. Boggs in the 407. Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. My favorite. It's a rip-off. <laughs> what? Isn't it a rip-off of who? Uh, Isn't it Hugh Lewis? Lewis? I want a new drug. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is an original. Hmm. I think he actually lost the court case. I'm not sure. Oh, man, I wore this tape out. Man, I should have thought about it. Next year, I'm going as a Ghostbuster. With the pack and everything. The little thing you roll across the ground. I used to have that toy. You roll across the ground, you hit the button, it pops open. You lucky son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Man, what, were you rich or something? That's my only toy. Mm. I'd catch rats in it. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Try. If, if, you, if, you, if you were serious... That could easily be one of the saddest things I've ever heard. I I, I did try. I'm like, I'm going to set this to catch mice. Oh, wow. It never worked. All right, we're still looking for number one, the number one 80s hit. I mean, this artist hasn't even been thrown out there yet. Wow. Once you give me the artist, even if you get the song wrong, you know, it, it should narrow it. Big G in the 407. Is it Take On Me by AHA? Okay, that was my one of my favorite songs of all time. I used to love it when this would come up with the playlist on Mix 100. Can I have one request from you? Try to hit the high note. On oh, this one? Yeah. Where's the high note at? It takes like four hours to get to like every other 80s song. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I'd love to hear you try, though. I think that could be one of the best. Make my day. Actually, hold on. I'll, I'll going. I can actually fast forward through. All right, yeah. Through. Fast forward to the hook. Why do you want to do this to the people? What did they do to you? I don't know. It's for me. It's my little... All right. Take me on. Take me Here we go. <laughs> you ass. Oh, crap. Uh... Gonna mic in the 386. Mike. Mike, you're on the yeah, air. Yes, go ahead. No you, no, you go ahead. Yeah, you're on the air. Go ahead, my friend. Hey, hey, hey. It's gotta be Prince when Dove Cry. Prince was in the top five. Purple Rain, though? Yeah, it, uh, it actually was when Doves Cry. Oh. And I believe it was number five. Uh, so, no, not number one. This isn't that. This is Prey mm. by MC Hammer. No. <laughs> well, sort of. Pray was a great song. Yeah, that's why we pray. I remember at my uh, Christian uh, camping thing I went on. Mm-hmm. I went to a Methodist camp, and uh, the last day dance, they played Pray. Everybody's going nuts. Really? Yeah. I can't believe, uh, can't believe you people aren't getting this. We're talking number one, my friends. 
Semper Bry. What's going on, guys? Hey there, my friend. Hey, first of all, Hefe, you cannot be a Ghostbuster for next Halloween. Why? There are no Mexican Ghostbusters. That is true. What happened there? Uh, there was a black Ghostbuster? Bobby, Bobby. How's that grab you? They're too lazy <laughs> sleeping. Oh, hey, for, the, for the band and song, I got uh, uh, the Cars, Jesse's Girl. Hmm. No, that's Rick Springfield. Hmm. Yeah, Super Bri, get your bands right. Yeah, and you were bringing me down at Hair to Cope it up, too. Love this song too. All right, let me recap. I don't know Probably if Stacy's mom. True. All right, let me see here if I can get you. Um, number five, Prince when doves cry. Mm-hmm. Number four, Michael Jackson, Billie Jean. Number three, I'll go ahead and throw out there. All right, because we need to move on. We got a lot to do. Wait, wait, not too loud. Duran Duran, Hungry Like the Wolf, number three. <laughs> number two, Pour Some Sugar on Me. No. We'll take a break, come back, get number one. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. I hope I didn't come back with the number one song. He did not come back to the number one 80s hit. And this list is completely wrong. It is the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. How can this Rainbow not in be the number dark. one? It is a hit. By Dio. Lord Dio. Let's get number one. Do we have someone on the board that has number one, maybe? Yes, we do. Anthony in the 407. What do you got, Anthony? I'd say Bon Jovi, living on a prayer. You are a winner, my friend. Woo-hoo! Hold on, you get whatever you want of the prizes. Hang tight. Get another yeah. four-hour intro. This is one that uh, men will dance to at bars. Just oh. two men will just dance together. Only you. No, you see it all the time. I've never danced to this song. But you've seen it. I don't even know about that. Whoa. Go to Latitude sometime. <laughs> All right, you're right. That's when guys normally won't dance, have their hands up in the air. Yeah, and singing, just belting it out as loud as they can. This is. I can't disagree with this uh, being the number one. Did you see 60 Minutes where they're profiling Charlie Weiss? No. Coach, head coach for uh, the Notre Dame Fighting mm-hmm. Irish. They say he starts his morning every morning with coffee, the morning paper, and a little Bon Jovi. Because he's from Jersey. By the way, I wore this one out, too. Yeah? This tape. Was this slippery when wet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wore this tape out. I had that best of CD with this, and then, of course, Always. Nice. You all remember Always? I'm trying to forget. It's a nice slow dancing song. That's a great video, too. That's Carla oh, Gugino in it. Yep. Oh, really? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that song. We'll give it a shot. Whoa. Where was David Lee Roth on here? <laughs> yeah, did Roth have any? Or was it just top five? Right, top five. Ah. This list is completely wrong, then. What about Poison? <laughs> Poison should. Uh, Fallen Angel should have been on there. I 
think that might uh, that might have been ninety. Mm, maybe. That it was, was real in the eighties. God, you eighties nerd. <laughs> that was also a great video too. By the way, I'd like uh, another slap on the back for being a soothsayer. Is that gay lingo? No, the fanny pack. It's back. That's gay lingo. And I brought it back about six months ago. And now everybody else is hopping on board. Oh, by the way, that list, VH1. Ah. VH1 is the one who did the list. And I'd have to respect VH1. I mean, that was kind of their thing. That's been their thing, the yeah. 80s, until they went to this whole celeb reality thing. Hmm. But, um, yeah, apparently, 80s are coming back. Fanny packs are huge again, mainly because... Uh, tourists, obviously, runners, hikers, busy moms who don't have enough hands to handle a purse. Ugh. I, of course, use my fanny pack when I tan, keep my iPod in it, and uh, use it to cover my drunk so it doesn't get burned. So it doesn't get burned. Gayest thing ever. Do you come out and uh, put your half shirt on afterwards? <laughs> and my jellies. Yeah. <laughs> I can just see you all Rocky Three. Uh, Hopping up and down the water with a black man. Yeah. Doing the butt. What? <laughs> do, you, uh, do you get all primped and prepared and put your silk shirt on to go out for the night after your workout? What are you talking about? Hey, Mo. Another gay fad you're bringing back. Uh, listen, I'm not bringing all those back. I just brought back the fanny pack. If you had hair, you'd tease them. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that seems a little mean. That was unnecessary. How's that grab you? <laughs> Damn you guys! I, have a I could see I, actually Tommy being one of the people like during the big '80s hairband craze wearing makeup. No, he no. did dress up as the crow. But I, I just don't think you were old enough at that time to wear makeup. But if you were, you would have been wearing makeup. No, I never like even teased my hair or anything. I always felt that kind of. I did. I feathered it. <laughs> You're so good. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Hey, Farah. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of what the, like, my worst 80s or just, like, clothing fad was. I had the mullet. I had a rat tail. I had a Mexican rat tail. Still do. Up front, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that was unnecessary, too. Why you giving me so much crap today, man? You act like I had a great weekend. You did. You had a fantastic weekend. Yes, because Matt's gone. Oh, i got to tell you that story at some point. Maybe hey. here in a second. Did you see uh, you see Demand's costume Friday? Yeah, he was dressed as me. Mm-hmm. He had a bleeding belly button. And ass. Mm-hmm. Which I don't believe was nice either. He's got anti-mat in the 407. Yo, what's up? All right, uh, here's the thing real fast. A little surprise. I don't know if you boys know about this. Hmm. You know, we, uh, we love our heretics. Of course. And our listeners. Hmm. Uh-huh. And you sound worried, Anti-Matt. Uh, as a mother. <laughs> um, and Anti-Matt, I have to say, is one of our best callers. He's consistently calling in. He always has something funny to bring to the table. He really kind of came up, at least with this show, when uh-huh. Matt Albert came around. Yes, sir. Um, wow, he is nervous. Yeah. I would now like to congratulate you uh-huh. on being only the second hideout listener to my recollection, ever to have his own drop. He's the anti-Matt. He's the anti-Matt. Holy crap. He's the anti-Matt. <laughs> Congratulations. 
Thank you, man. That's gangster right there. I love that. <laughs> when that you, uh, the the original one was a listener that we have. And if you listen to the old mixtapes, I think we mm -hmm. even have them uh, somewhere on the uh, uh, on the podcasting. Mantan was a uh, black listener of ours who looked like uh, Wayne Brady. <laughs> he, we sent him and Tommy out to uh, Women Against Bush fundraiser when we were in Washington, D.C. Singles. And, of course, we got uh, the Mantan drop from a great movie by the name of Bamboozled. That's where the Smack in My Hose song that we play at the end of the show, that's where that comes from. Well, I was watching Studio 60 last uh, Monday night. Which is not on tonight. And it's not on tonight. And... One of the lead characters, who was dating another guy named Matt, mm -hmm. uh, was talking about why she likes her boyfriend so much, and it's because... He's the anti-Matt. So, there you go. So from now on, anti-Matt, you, uh, whenever you have a funny... He's the anti-Matt. And people are going to know who the anti-Matt is, all right, my friend? I appreciate that, All right, man. congratulations. Hello. Later, bro. We like to reward. Mm-hmm. Plus, it was there. Mm-hmm. All right, well, while we're on the subject of the whole anti-Matt thing, you want me to tell my story real fast? Sure. Bitch. About Matt Albert. Give a little backstory on Matt I, Albert. Oh, yeah, I'm real going quick. To. Matt Albert. Back. Yeah, Matt Albert was um, one of our top listeners in D.C. He was, he was. it's so funny because he was kind of anti-Matt. He called in all the time. He always had funny jokes. He always had funny things to say. Uh, he'd come in. He, you know, he was a six foot five, 500-pound, 21, 20-year-old black virgin at the time. We met him 19. You know, he was radio gold. Mm-hmm. And I believed in the kids so much that uh, after some personal stuff that went down, I invited him to move in with me down here in Florida. I'm like, you know what? I think you have what it takes to add to the show. I want to bring you in. And so that happened at the beginning of the year. Well, then me and my chicken, you know, moving in together. Lease was up. And we're like, hey, this seems like a nice, good step. All right, let's move in, Matt. You know, I told the kid I'll take care of him for a little while. I don't want to immediately kick him out. Yeah. You know, I want to give him time to get on his feet. And um, I did. You know, I moved Matt down here with the thought and hopes of getting him hired on here at Real Radio. It has not worked out. No. Yet. I think there were other opportunities he could have had here, but I think he didn't pursue them. Uh, maybe to do something in promotions, mm -hmm. which I think he easily could have gotten hired in on. And, you know... Getting your your foot in the door there. Yeah, I don't We're know all... if he could. I, I don't know if he could have fully support himself on that, but it would have been a foot in the door. It would have been a step in the right direction into making some money where he can support himself. What bums me out is that a few months ago, uh, I told the kid he he got no job. He was just coming up here and hanging out. Mm -hmm. You know, never gave me any money uh, until recently but didn't really contribute anything. Now, he helped out on the show, sure. But the other point, too, is that he lived with his mom for 19 years, and I, I'm i kind of a nurturer by heart, and I wanted the kid to grow up, too. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I, uh... So, we moved down here. Or first, he's living with me. and he And we've joked about it on the air before. But he's so dirty. He's filthy. Didn't have a bed. Slept in a rat's nest like chunks of just junk. Mm -hmm. When I moved out of my place, I tried to have your chick clean it. Yeah. Uh, and in the bathroom in there. Uh, the you're, encrust part... you're encrusted floors. Yeah. You're I'm an animal. And the sink had like 
an inch and a half of some kind of white film that she tried to pick away at and couldn't get through it. The walls had stuff on it. I don't know if it was poop. I don't know if it was ketchup. I don't know if it was blood. I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. But there was stuff encrusted on these white walls of my old apartment. And I'm like, oh, God. So he moves in with uh, me and my chick. Which, of course, is going to be a daunting thing anyway. And she was awesome. And she Mm -hmm. put up with him. Because she certainly didn't have to. But she was very cool about it. Well, we gave him a bedroom that was newly remodeled. Brand new carpet. Freshly painted, like a cool kind of forest green walls. That my chick did all herself. Like she she kind of rebuilt the thing. Mm-hmm. She's very handy. She's very cool. I don't think we need to get sexual. <sighs> mm. So anyway, this kid, mm-hmm. Matt, refused. Well, I, he, he didn't contribute, okay? So I'm like, hey, you know, she's in school, you know, she's getting a job, you know, I'm trying to do the show stuff. You don't, you're not really doing anything right now. Do you mind taking out the trash and doing the dishes? You know, kind of trying to earn your keep a little bit, just doing something. Mm-hmm. And will you please keep your bathroom and your bedroom clean? Please, for the love of Christ. It got to the point where I had to beg him to do dishes and take out trash. I'm like, remind him, like they'd stack up for two, three days. I'm like, come on. And this is before he had a job. Mm -hmm. He did not get a job until I told him, dude, you have to move out. I'm giving you your notice. You have to be out by the end of October. And when was that? Wasn't it uh, early August? I think it was was... like at the very beginning of August. Maybe even before that. Because it was before the uh, Monster Cruise, wasn't it? It may have been before the Monster Yeah, I think it was right before the Monster Cruise. Yeah. So I gave him three months, mm-hmm. I think. And and so and now he had a half-assed look for jobs, but he wasn't good enough for certain things. He wasn't good enough for other things. All right, Ashes wants to know, did he pay rent? No. Yeah, no job. He couldn't pay rent. Did he pay for utilities? No. Did he pay for groceries? No. Did he pay for the Internet that he was using or the cable that he was using? No. But again, I was trying to be a kindness out of my heart thing. I I, I wanted to help the kid. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, our relationship started going south when my chick would catch crap from her parents, who would come over and you know they were doing something because they're trying to rebuild the house still, and saw the filth. Mm-hmm. And then that would come back onto me. Then they wanted to know when he was moving out because, of course, they weren't comfortable with her living with two guys. You know, it's bad enough living with a boyfriend. Yeah. Let alone his friend. You know what? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You see, like where that could be kind of an odd, awkward situation. Without a doubt. So finally, he gets a job working at Steak and Shake. Well, even less, you know, of you know, trash getting taken out. Groceries, you know, not groceries, but um, dishes, dishes being done. Just upkeep in general. Then he would break little things. On purpose? No, accidentally. Okay. Get, I mean, he's a big guy. Maybe huh. he doesn't know his strength. You can see a big lumbering guy going around and... But no offer to pay for anything. Mm-hmm. 
He would leave stains on the living room carpet. With what? I don't know. He's Food? sloppy. He's a sloppy dude. I, no, he now he did not eat our food. I will say that he bought his own groceries with mm-hmm. whatever money he got from. I'm assuming his mother, and that's why he's lost all his weight because he's so cheap. He was living off of ramen noodles and these little pizzas that you get uh, at, a, at a Walmart. To hide out, we're already at 104.1. Tony about my Matt Albert saga, which basically all came to an end this weekend. Yeah, he gave me money once that I recall. Maybe there was another time and I don't remember it. But from what I remember, maybe about six weeks ago, maybe a month ago, he gave me $150. Mm-hmm. He's just like, hey, here you go. You know, for whatever. And I looked at it and I almost chuckled. Because part of me wanted to say, well, keep it because I know you're moving out. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, I'm like, oh, this is great. $150 for 10 months of what? room, utilities. Whatever. But at that point, too, I'm like, all right, look, whatever. That's fine. Okay? You know, before he had a job, you know, he wasn't, you know, bringing in any money. But once you make the job and get the uh, money coming in... Here's what pisses me off. He should have gotten a job in January when he got here. Because I told him, there's no guarantees you're getting hired on in real radio. No guarantees. You're here to become a man, essentially. Mm -hmm. Go get a job. If he had if he had gotten a job and just sucked it up and walked into Steak and Shape with the exact same qualifications mm-hmm. that he had when he got the job six weeks ago, two months ago, he'd have this whole little cachet built up and maybe he could have paid rent and maybe everything could have worked out better. But there was no attempt until I told him he had to move out. Well, rent wasn't the only factor here either. Of course it was, not. It was it was filthy. And, I mean, well, this well, this is where I'm coming to. Yeah. So you help him move out on Saturday. Yeah. Of our two-bedroom, two-story little townhouse thingy. Yeah. So he moves out. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. I think we're going to turn this into an office. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be a lot of fun, a little room to open, spread out. Yeah, it'll open up a lot of uh, room Space, because it was kind of cluttered. I mean, there are three people. She's a pack rat. I'm a pack rat. It'll help. So I go in there, and it was room. Mm-hmm. I will say this. He made an attempt to try to clean that bathroom. Okay, fair enough. It was it was in way better condition than I had seen it at, at some point. I go into that bedroom that I know my chick worked really hard at trying to fix. Now, let me... I, well, I helped him move out. I went up there. I was helping take out some stuff. I did not get to see the carpet, or really even the walls. I didn't pay attention to the walls, but I didn't get to see the carpet at all. Because it's still covered with stuff. Was it still covered with just, you know, like, garbage? <sighs> the walls literally have this dirty smudge all over them. Part of them are scratched. There's one point where it looks like it's been, like, the paint has been dug out from something rubbing against it. Smudge, smudges, for what I'm going to assume, are his feet. Because they're where his desk was. And I also, too, know he liked to lay on his bed and sometimes maybe he put his feet on the walls. Maybe he had Jamiroquai over. Just walking on the walls? Yep. <laughs> Dude, it's nasty. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's dirty. Then I look at the carpet. And my chick is kind of a carpet freak. Mm-hmm. She's fr- 
I don't know how, out of the goodness of her heart, she's forgiven what happened on the carpet, like in the living room. Because right around his little area where he would always camp out and he'd be eating and watching cable and stuff, just numerous little stains everywhere. All right? I used to be like that. Now, it's so funny. If you come over to my place and you see me, you know, anywhere in the living room eating or anything, I have, you know, my food, my beverage, and then a bottle of Resolve right next to me. So I can just sit there and spray as I drip. I'm not lying to you, man. It's like that carpet has been there for 20 years. It is so worn and dirty. Like I like I joked, it seems as if someone changed the oil mm-hmm. of a car in there. It is it is almost that bad in certain spots. All right, so you're thinking to yourself, all right, F.A., stop your bitching. You moved a 21-year-old guy in. You're trying to help him out. He's trying to get on his feet. Let's say you forgive all of that. Mm-hmm. He leaves. First of all, he leaves and he goes, and I don't mind saying this, I don't care. He's paying 510 at some really nice place. Pretty decent, yeah. It's a really nice place he's moved into. I'm happy for him. $510 a month he's paying. He gave me $150 for 10 months, 11 months. That hurts. Mm. Whatever. Let me tell you what hurts the most. I didn't get a single thank you for thanks for the help for the 10 months. Now, okay. I came over, I helped move out at first. And then we couldn't fit a piece of furniture into my car. So we put it into yours. You drove him over there. There was no thank you as Nothing. he was getting out of the car there? No thank you note to my chick. Not that I know of. No, hey, you know. Well, maybe you haven't dug deep enough on the carpet yet. Maybe that's maybe what's scrawled in on the wall somewhere? <laughs> yes, maybe it's all in like uh, hieroglyphics in there, written on the wall. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, how do you not, at the very least, at the core of being a human being, say, you know what? All right, things didn't work out. Thank you anyway. But I'm growing up as a man, because he is. Mm -hmm. He's out on his own. He's out of his mom's place. He's got a job for the first time in his life. He's paying rent. He's got friends. But not a single thing. He is such a self-centered prick. And I know he's bitched to Tommy about stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's bitched to you about stuff. Fairly quiet with me. But not a single thanks of, you know what? Thank you for the opportunity at the very least. Thanks for, you know, I know it was a strain on your relationship. I'm sure it was a strain for your chick. But thank you, you know, for for kind of taking me in. You know, even if it doesn't go in in that in depth, like you didn't put that much thought about it. Yeah, just thank you. Yeah. Here's what, he said, here's what he said when he was leaving. I don't, I don't even know if he left the key. I'm what out. What do, bro? I'm out, bro. All right. So then I wrote him an email yesterday. Like, I just want to let you know. I'm very disappointed. You know? And I kind of laid out mm-hmm. everything. And then there were little things that were broken, like outlet panels, and the sink is broken. There's a part of the sink that's broken. I don't, I don't know. A little part of the washing machine that I think he broke. Because he would only be the one in the house with the only strength that could break it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, it hurts that you didn't have the the gall to even just say thanks. And his only response back was, oh, what was broken? Not even at that point (laughs) trying to even salvage a... Oh, man, I'm sorry I was caught up in the whole thing of moving out, but I really appreciate it. I'm really sorry. Nothing. 
And I'll tell you this, and I mean it. I'm done with the kid. You can be his friend, and he can come up and hang out in the hideout. But he's burned a bridge with me. Yeah. Maybe he can mend it if he can figure out a way to be a human being for two seconds, and maybe he can mend it. But for right now, at this point... I never want to see him again. The bridge is torched. And as far as future plans with us on this show, Mm -hmm. I don't have any. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe it's wrong for me to make personal things into... It's always a tough thing to mix, personal and professional life, because I'd say eight out of ten times, it ends up like this. I just... That's why whenever, like, uh, when I moved out to D.C., all right, got in and out, just because I know that you know why? these things are going to uh, get very complicated. You're a, cons- if... you're a considerate person. Am I? That's the first time you've ever told me that. Well, I'm comparing you to Matt Allen. Oh, okay. I won't take it as, as big of a compliment. Because when we were in D.C., it was me and my wife at the time in mm-hmm. a very small one-bedroom apartment in Silver Spring, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I moved you out because we could start this little late-night Saturday night show called The Hideout, El Jefe's Hideout. Neither of us making any money. Nothing. And I'm like, come on out, man. And so you came out and your chick came out and you guys stayed with us for, what, two weeks before you found your own place? Two and a half, three weeks, maybe. Maybe three weeks. Three weeks was tops. And you know what your chick did? She helped clean up. Every day. Every day she could. And if she wasn't out looking for a job. Yeah. And then you you know what you did? Got a job, what, two days? Two days later. You also helped pay for things. Mm -hmm. Because that's what a considerate person does. I know, I mean, you know, I was still at the same time trying to save a little money aside. Of course. To be able to move out. And here's the thing. I wouldn't have even... I didn't want to rape the kid and have him give every money, every penny that he earned. Mm-hmm. No, I wanted the kid to volunteer to say, hey, I'll do the dishes. I'll take out the trash. I'm going to do them every day. There's never going to be trash. There's never going to be a dish. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, I watch the cable. I take up room on the DVR. I t- I'll, I'll pay the 60-something bucks a month for cable and internet because mm-hmm. lord knows i use both of them i don't do anything else i'll do that for you this is a little thanks maybe he did at some point offer i certainly don't recall let's go to wild hawk in the 407 hey hefe uh when you move on to like a bigger and better market can i move in with you <laughs> yeah here's the other interesting thing too I don't know if I will ever do something like this again. Yeah. It might be uh, ruined for future. But you know future. what? Here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a sucker. Uh, maybe I will. Well, I'm a janitor, so I can clean. All right, then you're in. Congratulations. Bobby Hell. Hey, Punch. All I hear from you is wah. Shut up. <laughs> hey, but seriously, man. Seriously. Thank you for shutting up. <laughs> such a prick. <laughs> Is this all it is? Well, we have some serious questions, too. John in the 407. Hey, uh, so you guys got a spot for a third mic and writer? I'll live in your belly button. Ah, you're such an animal. Uh, that's the serious <laughs> question? Well, he asked who's going to be third mic and writer. That's what I got from him, but... I have a person in mind, but I don't think that would happen here. Mm-mm. So, there shall be none. I would like someone... On the show to step up to be third Mike and Ryder. That would be nice. Where's that chunk set? Whatever you need, Hefe. Beat it. 
But you know what? <laughs> I admire the kid for at least saying, hey, here's an opportunity for me to annoy the boys. <laughs> Here, I can jump in. Oh, I'm two loads of fun. You'd love it. <laughs> two loads coming out of your mouth. This doesn't sound right. My mouth. Okay. So anyway. And I hate that it ended on bad terms because it was very, very... Ever since we kind of had that fight leaving Big Hand's place. Mm-hmm. And here's the whole thing. Like, uh, that was a Saturday. Matt comes over and watches football over my place on Sunday. I didn't know that there was any problem until when he came in Monday night. You know what? You know what's interesting? Maybe he just isn't aware. Maybe none of this registers to him. Like, none mm-hmm. of this matters in his world. Maybe I am a wah wah crybaby for caring about this stuff. I would like to think I'm a human. Well, no one likes to be, you know, walked all over. And that's how I think you probably feel right now. I don't even feel walked over because, like I said, I was trying to help the kid out. Mm-hmm. The the final straw that really got to me was the lack of a thank you. That's it, man. Mm-hmm. And it, that, to me, is a respect thing because I think for some reason, and let me tell you what it is. I think for some reason he's probably mad at me or pissed about something or about the situation. I could be wrong. But I certainly don't feel like talking to him right now to find out. But that's what it seems like. Absent in the 407. Hey, how y'all doing? What's What's up? up? Hey, Hefe, I'm really sorry to hear about what happened to you, mm-hmm. but you got off lucky if all I did was make a mess and not help with the dishes. I did the same thing for a couple of people, and they brought heroin in my house. Yeah, and he, I had a small well, kid there. Well, I mean, you I, can't blame someone for bringing a party over. Uh-huh, just, yeah, I understand. I mean, worse he brought over was cholesterol. Yeah. I mean, you're going to bitch if someone brings over, uh, you know, those happy birthday hats? Let no. Me, let me tell you the difference between him and I. Just real fast. All right. I felt guilty because you know a whole bunch of listeners brought up. It was Pinchy brought mm-hmm. up all those little Debbie cakes, and they were in one of the pantries. I take one occasionally. That actually weighed on my conscience. I felt bad that for some reason, because he hoarded all those Debbie snacks and brought them over to our plates, I felt guilty for taking one. They leave a little black flag on them this... saying, "I claim these for me." Dude, this son of a bitch. Do you know how many? Bottles of Miracle Whip he had in the refrigerator just taking up space? Oh. Do you know that he would wash just two clothes at a time in the washer and dryer? No concern for energy bills. Take 15, 20-minute showers. Pump his music up loud. Singing to Mike Shinoda (laughs) in Lincoln Park. I'm sure there was some of that, too. With just no concern for Jenny, who had to work late or who has to go to school. It's my chick's name, by the way. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've ever said that on the radio. Before. I think so. Monkey on the boards. And that's what gets me. That's what drives me insane. And that's why I, quite frankly, don't care what happens to the kid. And I have no future plans for him. Let's go to anti-Matt in the 407. Damn, man. I get my own little drop and everything, and now I'm anti something he's the anti-man that makes you hefe's best friend <laughs> that is you are you're my new best friend congratulations just by name alone all right no more axel foley jokes i'll stop <laughs> no keep him up that's why you are he's the anti-man because you're, yeah. you're right. funny see ya so that's that 
All right. You feel better getting it out there? No, I still no. feel hurt and used. I mean, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to share it because I know a lot of people wondered about the situation and what mm. was going on and what happened to him. It kind of, kind of all finalized this weekend, though. Mm-hmm. So what a... Not even a thank you for bringing over his desk to, you know, 15 miles away in a veto. And maybe you don't care about thank yous. But I think it... I think it... That one I could let slide. 10 months, 11 months of, you know, living, I can't. It's got to be a respect thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There was a lack thereof. And for that, that's why I will, it will take a lot for him to get back in good graces. And I guarantee you this. He's too lazy. Mm-hmm. And he's too much of a self-centered bastard. He won't ever make an attempt. I will be shocked if I ever even hear from him. It's a hideout row radio Wrapping it all up. Welcome back to the Hideout Radio 104.1. Uh, what's going on here? What's wrong? Oh, hey, tomorrow? Mm-hmm. A return of a game that we haven't played in a long time, one of our favorites? Uh, yes, Screamer Cream will be mm-hmm. back. Where uh, you guess if it's from a horror movie or a porno movie. We have uh, a bunch of clips. You'll do the best two out of three. If you get it right, you win a prize. Yeah, we've been playing this game since Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is uh, one that we came up with over at the edge. Um, when it was LF and J-Dubs in the edge zone. Actually, it was me. I stole the job from you. Yeah. You know, us Latins coming over and taking your jobs, which you had to train me for. Damn EOEs. You know how many people I had to train to be my uh, replacement over at that station? You got, it was torture. You got screwed so many times at that station. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even by chicks, because you're a virgin. Uh, it was uh, literally... Nah, I, I had uh, a couple opportunities. Don't brag. <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> uh, all Drunken. Right. This is for tomorrow. Drunken messes over there. Just really quickly, here's our game, uh, Screamer Cream. We may even have an open somewhere, but God knows where. Um, well, I'll make a new one tomorrow for us. Is this a porno movie or a... Or a horror movie? Mm-hmm. God. Ouch. I don't remember that one. I don't hey. know if that's a horror or porno. And is this from horror. a is this from a horror movie or a porno movie? <laughs> Alright, the great thing about these is that you just don't know. You can't uh-uh. ever tell. So anyway, there you go. We'll do that one up tomorrow for you. Let's go to Phil on the three eighty six. What's up, Phil? What's happening, guys? Hey buddy. Hey, man, I thought that was a little bit with you and uh, Matt, man. You, you sounded like the, the end of that last break. Your voice cracking up a little bit. You must be serious, huh? No, that's no bit. I mean, I tell you if it was a bit. Mm. I, that wasn't a bit. Trust me, I had to live that. Um, I hear you, man. That sucks. And it, it's funny, too. Then thank you for the phone call. K-Mike says he was a sucker in the kind of the same situation. He said, it's real weird because... After you help out someone for so long, they get this idea that you owe it to them. Mm-hmm. And when you stop doing it, they act like you're stealing from, like, 
That's you're how, stealing from them or something. You kind of became a parent in that situation. And that's what I told you. That's why, remember the other day, um, remember, remember the day when I was after Big Hand's party, mm-hmm. and I got pissed at Big Hand's party because he was yelling at me about how great he was at Madden because he came in and he started beating me at a game. Mm-hmm. And he started talking a lot of smack. And that really set me off. Normally, if we was if we were friends, it mm-hmm. would have rolled off my back. And it'd been oh whatever, we're just talking smack to each other. Yeah, who cares? But I felt more like a father and disrespected in that way. For I mean, first of all, so what? You're winning at a game. You're losing at life. Well, I mean, you'll you'll talk smack at video games too, but it, it touched you but in that, a different way. But exactly, yeah. that's why that got to me so much. You know, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there it is. I just I, I wanted to get you guys. I know it's kind of a downer, oh thing. I'm getting so many people on IM that um that are saying, dude, I've been in that exact same situation mm-hmm. where you just you have a buddy live with you and it goes so sour so fast. Well, I mean, even when BJ came out and stayed with me, you know, it, it ended up being collectively two weeks about, but he overstayed his welcome, disrespected. My house and everything, and uh, I booted him out immediately. Now, it's interesting. I, so I think I have a shorter fuse than you when yeah. it comes to that kind of stuff. It's interesting because, I mean, Tommy and Chunks live together. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, I don't know what that's like. I'm sure it's how... Chunks is the bottom, that's why. That's why it works out. Yeah, because it seems like Tom, <laughs> Tommy is the father figure. Uh-huh. What? And Chunks is the dirty mat kid. the hell is that? I pay rent sometimes. You sleep on a <laughs> you sleep on a pile of clothes. Yeah, so it's hey, easy to clean. Chunks. I mean, it, does this play in your head whenever you talk to Tommy? No. I haven't really uh, talked to him all that much unless it's about uh, chicks. I talked been to him plenty sh- this weekend. There was a guy who put holes in my wall. Found out he was a drug dealer the last day he left. Oh yeah, I remember Chunks. Chunks had one of the worst roommates ever when we were up in DC Couple right as we were leaving. Boo Shimmy. Yeah. Who still owes you what, about two grand? I think so, but I don't care, man. I'd rather you know, I'd rather just have a I, I haven't talked to him in a long time. So, you know, the money didn't really bother me. Did we had a spare room, so we'd always let the vagrants because when you work in the restaurant industry, there's always some slacker who's getting kicked out or booted out, his chicks kicking him out. I always let him stay there free of rent. And the room was trash at the end. This one guy put a safe through a wall. He used to hit it. He put his girlfriend's head through one of the windows, and it was cracked and bloody. Yeah, that kid uh, had issues. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, he left the last day. Uh, he lifted up the mattress. He's going, blank this, blank this, you're stealing from me. And there's two grand in cash, heroin needles, meth, and uh, just loose marijuana, probably like maybe a pound is laying around. And uh, luckily, he left that day. That that was a good day. Another guy always had to give him rides to Southeast, uh, because which is the a, ghetto heroin DC. addict. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want him wigging out. I felt badly, so I'd take him down to Southeast uh, DC God. at midnight, uh, getting my car banged and hit and bottles <laughs> thrown at it. But uh, hope that kid's all right. He's probably dead. <laughs> it's fun though, you know. Had good times there. The weather was nice. <laughs> didn't have cable though, and watch Sex in the City. 
You looked petrified that one time you came over. I, I, I went over to Chunks' place. It was the house of a schizophrenic. It is, mm-hmm. I'd say, Captain Spaulding's place. Yeah. Or our old friend. Toys laying around. Freaker, newspapers. Toys. Yeah, soccer balls, like little G.I. Joe guys, <laughs> stuff like that. Old couches. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that couch. We found that in the dumpster. I was proud, man. I had that couch for about six years. Yeah. You look like a homeless man. A dumpster. No, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Oh, you got to see my newspaper, too, that I that I wiped with for a year. Yeah, he had one Sunday paper that yep. he used as toilet paper for a full year. And again, not a bit. Mm-mm. Oh, I forgot that my uh, stepbrother had to spend the night there. <laughs> that was actually the night we flew down here to check out uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Real Radio. And you guys told me he was gay. <laughs> like, hey, don't say anything about it. <laughs> He's we probably going to hit on you. And we told... Uh, <laughs> You told him to hit on you, Chunks? Yeah. yeah. My stepbrother, AJ. Or Starscream, as he's known on his instant messenger. Starscream. Hey, That's really pretty cool. He liked bungalows. Yeah. I'm sure he did like the bung. Uh, tomorrow wraps up this month's Marquee Madness. It was the local business putting up the hideout or listening to the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. You can see him on realradio.fm. One of these businesses tomorrow is going to win $2,500 worth of advertising on the show. The newest per, uh, one to come in. Thanks to the man in Dopey who over the weekend got Play It Against Sports on Vine Street in Kissimmee. So hello to Play It Against Sports, that specific location. There's the Let's Talk Cafe, letstalkcafe.com on South Orange Avenue. The Mobile Lube and Express on Delaney and Michigan Street. Uh, Bentley's Bouquets, that's on Edgewater. Uh, the Cool Crunch Ice Cream and Ice Cream Cakes, that's on East Michigan, East Michigan Street. 10% discount, mention the hideout. And Clarkie's Restaurant in South Orange. So one of them tomorrow will be winning $2,500 in advertising, and I want to, I'd want i like to restart it yeah. in November. And I want to encourage all the people who are already already done the work, put it up on their marquee, keep it up there, go in the hat for the next month, and then uh, you know you, you every month you'll have another shot of uh, getting $2,500. In advertising on Real Radio 104.1. Chunks, we're doing a little thing tomorrow, a little trick-or-treat tomorrow. Where are you going to be? Here's what we plan on handing out tomorrow, all right? We plan on handing out, uh, while Chunks is out trick-or-treating at the various locations he's about to mention, uh, another round of the Hideout Street mixtapes, mm-hmm. some more bumper stickers. Are we going to be able to get those Hair Chick shirts I or think, not? I think so. I think we have an uh, overabundance of uh, Hair Chick t-shirts. So Yeah, uh, we were supposed to have the very cool new Hideout shirts, and some of them were supposed to say Hair Chick, other ones Hair Chicks. Yeah, and, red uh, woman style for mm-hmm. Hair Chick. And, unless they all got sent back, we should definitely have some. So, all right, so I think we'll have some of those. All right, where are you going to be tomorrow, Sean? All right, first off, um, I'm, I'm making the run. going to be a man about town. Anyone wants to join me, that's cool. Let me know beforehand. Email me, MySpace me. Hell, Everyone's got my phone number. Yeah. Give me a call. And tomorrow's a tune at Tuesday, so it works out even better there. I'm going to start off with the old cup and saucer. That's uh, Stedman's joint down on 434 in Longwood. Very just good. Just past uh, right across the street from the Albertsons over there. It's a real calm place like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to head over to Premier Adult uh, Factory Outlet. They're actually going to be offering a discount, and I'll have all the details for you on that tomorrow. I, I think I remember it. I think tomorrow at the Premier Adult Factory Outlet, while Chunks is there, if you are in costume, and it's Halloween, so if you're in costume, you're going to get 15% off uh, whatever you get in there. And I think they're giving away a gift certificate there, too, at 25, the end of my... Uh, yeah, I believe it's a $25 gift certificate as yeah. well. So I'm going to head and there. Pr- Premiere, they can go a long yeah. way. You can get a nice three for DVD for 25 bucks. 
head up there for two hours. And since I never get time to go to the Matador, since I'm usually working, I'm going to head over there and, and finish it off. I'm going to be there from oh. 10 to 11. Yeah. Right, very cool. Our buddy's over at the Matador and, of course, the hideout happy hour, Pine Street, between Magnolia and Orange. Mad Max in the 407. I hate you, Joe. I pooped on your car. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> oh, man. One year ago. No! <laughs> exactly. Burgers are coming back to me. <laughs> exactly. It was a year ago tomorrow that we revealed the chunks, and we promoted them from Radio Bottom to executive producer. And for the month of October, Dubs and I screwed with chunks. We made up a fictional heretic by the name of Mad Max who let out his tires, the air out of his tires. That was us. Who pooped on his car. That picture's still on RuralRadio.fm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keyword poop. Actually, I don't know that, but that would be funny. <laughs> um, that was Dubs, who left who left the little I log. on your car. Oh, that's right. Butt burgers. And then there was the butt burgers. Mm-hmm. That one was the one that surprised me the most, because that was so... And I teach a good place, and you guys bet on me being a fat slob who can't resist Crystal Burgers, well, no matter how long they've been laying back there. We What we do, and what we, you used to do every day, right when we start off the show, you would stroll into the back, see if there's any leftover food from the rest of the shows. Before age 57, yes. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah, and uh, you haven't done that in a long time, but <laughs> we knew that if we lost some crystals back there, you would just... Wow, this is Christmas. And, and I put hot sauce on it, too. Yeah, and he even lo- ate one. Well, well I, we had, like, four of them. And I uh, knew which one wasn't, you know, but. Yeah, we made sure that one of them was okay, and we kind of marked it for ourselves so that you'd see Dubs eating it so you'd have no problem eating the others. I really wish we had the cameras in the studio back then because it was during a commercial break, and it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life just to see him clutch his throat and fall to his knees. <laughs> By the way, we're not talking hot sauce. We're talking pure cap, which yeah. is 500,000 Scoville units, and that's I, about, I don't know, 250 times the strength of Tabasco. Well, I still have that uh, pure cap uh, bottle, and the uh, actual hot sauce melted the, the, uh, the tab thing where you drip on. So it melted that. So anyway, that was a lot of fun last year. Hey, you want to give out some prizes? Sure. We have the Hideout to Catch a Predator card game. Okay. That is where we play uh, a portion of uh, the um, to Catch a Predator, mm-hmm. and then you have to figure out what card was played, and we'll give you multiple choices. Basically, the card is the excuse they use on why they're over at the place. And, uh, you know, what, what what excuse are you using to get out of them being a kid toucher? All right, hold on. Before we do that, though, mm-hmm. um, all right, well, let me play the beginning one for you. Okay? Oh, okay. All right, here we go. Hey! Oh! Why you have a seat right over there? What are you doing here today? I like little boys. And little girls. You are every parent's worst nightmare. I'm an animal. You know how you come off? Absolutely delectable. Well, there's something else you need to know. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Now, if there's anything else you'd like to say about this predicament you're now in, we'd love to hear it. I would seriously bang a Care Bear. Oops, sorry, wrong track. <laughs> Hold on a second. Here it is. <laughs> Uh, here you go. Hey, why don't you have a seat right over there? Oh, my God. What were you doing with your pants there when you were heading towards the door? I, I just retarded. So what was your plan here tonight? Get involved with a kid. What are we to make of this? What do I care for? I live in a pile of clothes. You act like I should know that. Well, there's something else you need to know. 
I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Now, if there's anything else you'd like to say about this predicament you're now in, we'd love to hear it. Just a bone in front of me, I eat it. You are every parent's worst nightmare. Oh, sorry. I think that's chunks. Yeah. 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. We will. You can begin lining up. We're going to take a yeah. break, and then we'll come back. All right, so here's the first one. Okay. And we'll stop it right at the point at which he's about to give his excuse. I'm a big bear stud, bear stud, bear stud. Hey, why don't you have a seat right over there? He's been chatting online this evening about having oral with Sadie the Smarty. Okay, what are you doing here today? I'm a pedophile. What can I say? You act like I should know that. Now, if there's anything else you want to tell me... I'm a retard. Well, there's something else you need to know. I like to molest kids. I'm getting molested. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Now, if there's anything else you'd like to say about this predicament you're now in, we'd love to hear it. Asian boys, yum. You are every parent's worst nightmare. <laughs> That's just too easy. It's not even a challenge doing it with me. It was a lot of fun, though. It really was a blast. All right. All bitten aside, all jokes aside, here is the actual first one. Okay. I promise. In the Dateline to Catch a Predator card game. What it is, my favorite part, we played this before. Mm -hmm. My favorite part about watching this show, and this is from a couple of weeks back. I've been sitting on this one for a little bit. Uh, but from a couple of weeks back, it's... <laughs> You got him. Just the ooh got him. <laughs> uh, what ends up happening is I love to watch the guys lie. That's my favorite part. So I stop it right before we figure out what they're going to lie about. Okay? So here is the Honest to God first one. We'll take a break, come back, and i got about four or five of these to play with. Here we go. Hideout download. Watch this man, 41-year-old Norberto Avalos. He's here to meet a girl who told him she was 13. Online, he calls himself Sebastian for you. He tells the decoy he can make a girl walk on clouds if he makes love to her. Then he asks about meeting her in person. We will just talk, right? Or do I have to take some condoms? The decoy says, well, I don't want to get pregs. He says, <laughs> even if we don't use one, I won't get you pregnant. I know how to do it. Take it on time. The decoy tells him to bring them anyway. Online, he also offers uh, to bring her a webcam. Yeah, you get me some presents. Uh, what'd you bring? Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What all did you bring here? Oh, I brought a webcam. A webcam? Yes. Why did you get a webcam? Oh, for your daughter. For my daughter? Yes. <laughs> and, and why would you want to Ballsy. buy my daughter a webcam? Well, it's just to see her face. And just so to see her face. Her, yes. But you had no other plans about... No. No. Making her do anything sexual. Oh, no, not. No, you I'm not that. like that, no. Now, did you bring condoms with you? No. <laughs> There's none in your car? Well, there is, I always carry you condoms, always in, my carry car. condoms yes. in your car. Yes. yes. But I wouldn't do that to a 13 year old, believe me. The problem is, is that your conversation. Mm -hmm makes it sound like you would do that. There's yeah. talk about condoms, there's talk about sex, there's talk about uh, giving her an orgasm. I mean, what, what, just, what conclusion I am I supposed I, I to did, draw from I that? Did. All right, so what conclusion? Which card does he play? The A, it was a mistake card. B, the in my country card, in my country we can do this. Or C, we're just friends card. 407-916-1041, and we'll come back with the answers and more. We've got outstanding prices I'll tell you about next in the Hideout, Row Radio 104.1.
Night Out Radio 104.1 giving out prizes, including Stargate SG-1 prize pack. you got a T-shirt, stainless steel tumbler, plus qualify for the grand prize, autographed SG-1 script, Stargate SG-1 Season 9 on DVD, and an Apple video iPod. Ooh. Tune in for the Double Dose of Science Fiction with S with uh, Stargate SG-1 on WOFL, 11 p.m., Stargate Atlantis on WRBW at 4 on Saturdays. All right, we have a development. Glenn Miller's back on the line. We're in the middle of a game. Tell, I know. Tell can, him we'll, you, uh, can you talk to him? Tell him to hold on. We'll get get to him as soon as we can. Well, just tell him we'll call him back. We got his All number. Right. How's that grab you? All All right. Right. We'll just talk to him at the uh, right before we wrap the show. There's a guy we talked to earlier. He is a uh, he's a guy running for Missouri's 7th Congressional District. Yes. Right-in candidate running on the um, white power party platform. He wants you to vote white. So we'll get to All right, Dubs, who's going to be our first contestant in the Dateline to Catch a Predator card game? Let's go to Ed in 3, 2, 1. Ed. Hey. All right, buddy, you ready? Yep. All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play this the clip one more time. Cool. Okay? Then I'm going to stop it, and I'll give you a multiple choice as to what card is played. Then we'll play it, and we'll find out whether or not you were a winner. All right? All right. All righty. Hideout download. Watch this man, 41-year-old Norberto Avalos. He's here to meet a girl who told him she was 13. Online, he calls himself Sebastian for you. He tells the decoy he can make a girl walk on clouds if he makes love to her. Then he asks about meeting her in person. We will just talk, right? Or do I have to take some condoms? The decoy says, well, I don't want to get pregs. He says, even if we don't use one, I won't get you pregnant. I know how to do it. Take it on time. The decoy tells him to bring them anyway. Online, he also offers to bring her a webcam. Dad, get me some presents. Uh, what'd you bring? Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. What all did you bring here? Oh, I brought a webcam. A webcam? Yes. Why did you get a webcam? Oh, for your daughter. For my daughter? Yes. And, and why would you want to buy my daughter a webcam? Well, it's just to see her face. And just so to see her see face. Her, yes. But you had no other plans about no. No. making her do anything sexual? Oh, no. Not, no, you I'm not like that. No. Now, did you bring condoms no. with you? No. There's none in your car? Well, there is, I always carry you condoms in my car. You always carry condoms in your car. Yes. yes. But I wouldn't do that to a 13-year-old, believe me. The problem is, is that your conversation mm -hmm. makes it sound like you would do that. There's yeah. talk about condoms, there's talk about sex, there's talk about uh, giving her an orgasm. I mean, what, what, just, what conclusion I am I supposed I, I to did, draw from I that? Did. All right. Now I'm going to give the answers. Okay? Okay. It was that the... Does he play the A? It is a mistake card. The B in my country card. Or the C, just friends card. Which card does he play in Dateline to Catch a Predator? A. Alright. What conclusion I know, am I supposed I, I to draw from I that? I did made a mistake and, you know, You're a I winner. had a couple beers, I was tired, and I just feel like talking, you know, like that. And I shouldn't be talking like that, you know. I am Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. I'm sorry. Well, you're free to go. Yeah, thank you. And you can take your stuff with you. <laughs> you better take the white cam as well. He sadly he was the kind of um he was just a Latin guy. Mm -hmm. Looked very much like a Latin guy. Like maybe a migrant, you know what I mean? 
And um, that was ballsy of him, though. I just uh, I want to see her face. It's too bad Glenn Miller didn't stick around and play that right. I know that's why I'm gonna let him go. Uh, but it's it's funny too because he's like, yeah, I just brought this for your daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the whole time, Chris Hansen's just like, what? Are you kidding? So he brought it for my daughter. I just wanted to see her face. Oh, dude. All right. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one on your singular wireless phone. All righty. Let's. Uh, we got another person on the line to play, J Dubs. Yep. Let's go to Mims in the three two one. You know the drill. All right, Mims. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna stop. Then we'll roll from there. All right, my friend. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, here we go. Hideout download. Everyone is on high alert as the next potential sex predator approaches our hidden camera house. There he is. He's right there, Stegman. Online, he told a decoy pretending to be a 13-year-old, I carry a gun everywhere I go. So as soon as he arrives, officers take him down. Then he's brought in for questioning. He's 23-year-old Jonathan Stemmett. He admits to the detective that he was chatting online about sex with a girl named Anna. All right, Mims, which card does he play? The A, veteran of Iraq card. The B, I was thinking with the other head card. Or the C, I'm addicted to the internet card. Which card was played in this dateline to catch a predator card in the hideout? Real Radio 104.1. I would like to try A, please. All right, let's find out. He's 23-year-old Jonathan Stemmett. He admits to the detective that he was chatting online about sex with a girl named Anna. I let my other head get the best of me. Okay. Oh, oh, too bad. Sorry, ma'am. Thank you, boy. Hi. Pretty regretful right about now. So my wife comes back in three days from the Army, and I'm oh. not going to know how to tell her this. So what did you say to Anna? Um... A bunch of vulgarities, a lot of sexual content about what I'd like to do to her. I um, also told her that I was in the Marine Corps. Which Moron. I in fact, he points out that his surveillance skills as a soldier initially tipped him off that something was up. Being in the Marine Corps as a, as a sniper, I was pretty in tune to my surroundings, and so I noticed a couple of vehicles that looked out of place, so I left the first time, and I'd seen this on TV before. I never thought I'd be part of it. And uh, I didn't listen to my sixth sense that kept me alive in Iraq, and I didn't do that here. Did you have any guns? Yes, I did. I have my shotgun. It pretty much goes anywhere with me. And sure enough, the police find the gun in the trunk of his car. We're actually shocked by that. He already said it's in there. Uh, dude, it was it was a re- it was a zombie killing shotgun though. <laughs> I mean, it was huge. It was like pump action, the whole thing. You had to earn a lot of points in Resident Evil 4 to get that one. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four on the Dateline to Catch a Predator card game. Let's go to Toilet in the four zero seven. <laughs> nice, nice hideout name. What's up, Toilet? I saw the Simpsons last night. Hey, I'm you? so ready for this. I can, I can guess. I know. All right, here we go, my friend. I'm gonna play it. We'll stop it. Let you guess. We'll go from there, Toilet. Let's do it. Hideout download. Meet 37-year-old Mike Vestal, screen name Mike Vestal 69. He tells the decoy, <laughs> I must warn you, I am kind of big down there, and asks her if she wants to see. Stud. Then emails her a picture of his genitals. Oh. They make plans to meet, and he says, you might not want to be with boys your age when I get done with you. I made us some frozen Dirt lemonade, ball. and I got the hot tub started. But he won't be getting into the hot tub today. So did you bring your uh, swim trunks? Nope. No. What did you bring? Nothing. You sent this picture, right? Yes. And that's you? Yes. He seems to think I'm a cop and even tries to bargain with me. 
I know what the law says, but I'm really hoping for a warning. So you think you should just get a warning? I'm begging. I'm begging, please. Well, there's only one warning I can give you. That I'm Chris Hansen with Dave on NBC and we're doing a story on adults who solicit minors online for sex. I have nothing else to say. He makes his way out of the backyard through the garage. The police are waiting to arrest him. Turn around. Put your hands behind your back. He's taken away in an unmarked car and brought in for questioning. Why did you come to the house today? All right, we stop it there. Why did you come to the house today? What card does he play? Which card does he play? The A, I was bored card. The B, uh, I was drunk card. Or C, I'm stressed out card. This is my release. 4079, oh, I'm sorry, we already got somebody in line. My bad. Yeah. All right, who is, who's on the line with us, Dubs? Toilet. Toilet. All right, Toilet, which card do you think he played? Well, judging by the way he thought he was on candid camera, I'm going with the B on drunk card. All right, let's find out what he did in the hideout. Road Radio 104.1. Why did you come to the house today? I was bored at home. Sorry, my friend. It was the I was the bored at home card. <laughs> All right, let's restart that one. Why did you come to the house today? I was bored at home. Yeah. What was uh, some of the things that you discussed? Oral s Anything else? I think that was it. Maybe a massage. Did you uh, send any any photos to this yes, person? Yes, one of my private parts. <laughs> I'm digging myself a hole, aren't I? <laughs> I my marriage. I my life. don't deserve any of it. Meaning my life, my wife. How long have you been married, Michael? 13 years. Wow. I just like where it comes to the realization of, oh, my God, I'm ruining my life. I'm ruining everything I've ever had. I've screwed over everything and everybody. How hard do you think Chris Hansen works? Do you think he's up all night writing these one-liners? Like, no. your warning is, I'm Chris Hansen. No, 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 that's a natural thing. He already knows exactly what he's going to say, what he's going to ask about. He just throws it in at the awkward, the most awkward times. All right, Dubs, we got a... Uh... Well, I've got a surprise for you. I'm Chris Hansen from Dateline uh, NBC. All right, one more? Yeah, let's do uh, one more. We'll go to Tyrone in the 407. Is this my cat? This isn't Tyrone. I'm raping Tyrone. Oh. <laughs> Let my cat out of this, you son of a bitch. All right. But I'd like to play anyways. It's okay. All right, hold on. I'm not calling you that, though. All right, raping Tyrone, we're going. <laughs> All right, ho hold on. Hideout download. This is 43-year-old Manuel Usan. He's a plant supervisor for a large automaker. He's here after chatting online with a girl who told him she was 13. Using the screen name Bendix 632, he types, We're going to take a shower, both of us. He tells the decoy, You will give me oral... And using graphic language, says he will do the same to her. Then he tells her, You go naked in bed when I see you Sunday. The decoy says, okay. And Bendix 632 asks, I'll be the one going to take off your clothes? Let me turn it on. You can jump in if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Jump in. I'll be out in just a second. Yeah, jump in. Why don't you have a seat right over there, please? Am I in trouble now? Well, we're going to talk about it for a minute. What'd you bring here? Uh, quesadilla. Quesadilla. Wow. Yeah. How old are you? Quesadilla? I'm, uh, 30, oh, 40. 40? Because in your chat you said you were 25. He's really 43. Oh, yeah. just... All right, hold on real fast. What he's a 43-year-old guy who said that he's 25. Sorry to stop it, but I just... 45, so he's 25. He brings over a quesadilla. Yeah. 
and a couple of soft drinks. Just thieving over there. So this is all just teasing in here, where you say probably a virgin, huh? <laughs> How big are your uh, talking about the breasts? Oh, I got I masturbate <laughs> twice a day. <laughs> he says his wife and three-year-old are back in the Philippines, so he uses the internet to make friends. But his chat went way beyond friendship. You say I'll buy condoms. Remember, my blank is big. Do you want me to slide that your blank? After he's brought into the booking station and photographed, he starts answering questions. He tells the detective, All right. Oh, what happened? Did he punch out? I guess Tyrone left. Good. All right, we'll go Not to Tyrone, Gus. but the raper, Tyrone. Gus, you there? Gus, you get this one, all right? I'm here. All right, All right, here we go, Gus. Does he play the A in my country card, the B, I was drunk card, or C, my wife is a bitch card? Which ca which card does he play? A. In my country card. Let's find out, J-Dubs. After he's brought into the booking station and photographed, he starts answering questions. He tells the detective it's really his wife's fault. And she's so demanding, too. Ah, oh, sorry, <laughs> my friend. No win. All right, you got to hear this guy, though. you got to hear what he does at the end. Okay. Just really quickly, and then we'll move on. After he's brought into the booking station and photographed, he starts answering questions. He tells the detective it's really his wife's fault. And she's so demanding, too. That's why I have so many problems. You know, my wife and me, you know, have some argument. That's why I did this stupid thing, or else I won't do it. Then he comes up with this surprising Maybe offer. He wants to go undercover for the police. Maybe I can work for you guys. I'm really hoping to work for you guys. Not likely. <laughs> work for you guys? With... He's watched way too many movies. I, I guess he figures, hey, I know how to do it. I know that works for like some people who uh, deal drugs or something. Hey, I'll work for you. I'll give you uh, a list of who I buy it from and all the people who buy it from me. But if you're a sex offender... Yeah, if you're a sex offender, there's nothing you can do with no. that. You know the excuse I'm waiting for is like a guy who owns a company, small company, is like, dude, I was just trying to get on Dateline NBC to <laughs> tell my plug. business. Right, exactly, for a plug. Here's the most dangerous one of them all, though. Hideout download. I'm a big bear stud, bear stud, bear stud. Hey, why don't you have a seat right over there? He's been chatting online this evening about having oral with Sadie the Smarty. What are you doing here today? I'm a pedophile. What can I say? You act like I should know that. Now, if there's anything else you want to tell me... I'm a retard. Well, there's something else you need to know. I like the most kids. I'm getting molested. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Now, if there's anything else you'd like to say about this predicament you're now in, we'd love to hear it. Asian boys, yum. You are every parent's worst nightmare. Come on, Asian Be on the lookout for that guy in a Walmart bathroom near you. Don't be looking for me. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Let's wrap it up on a Monday night. Stellar show on the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Didn't get to nearly what we wanted to tonight, but, you know, whatever. Well, it looks like uh, we had Glenn Miller on the line earlier. and uh, He was the guy, he was a... Uh, writing candidate for uh, Missouri's 7th Congressional District uh, for... Uh, so he's going under the white power um, 
platform. And he came on here, and it was what you would expect a conversation with a... I'm not going to call him a white supremacist, but a very sympathetic-type person. He blamed everything on the Jews. Yes. How's that grab you? Yeah, that's where that drop comes from earlier in the night. Now, what happened was he uh, wanted to give his phone number out, which we advised him against. Dude, we told him. We're like, I don't know if I'd do that, sir. Even though they, he may not think the same as us, we didn't want to put him through the hell of giving his number out on our airwaves because our listeners will grab that number and just hound him. And I, I was like, dude, you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. He's not going to get any sleep tonight. I I say don't bother the guy. No, because I, I think he's Radio Golden. I'd like to have him on again. Yeah, I don't want to ruin the relationship. <laughs> this important relationship we have with Glenn Miller. Right. But he did try to call back last segment because he had a beef with some guy named Chris calling him. All right, some guy, is that Chris Kelly? I'm guessing so. But Chris Kelly, our intern gazoo, is trying to call him back right now. Phone's busy. Can't get through. Maybe he's having a nice conversation. We've got another number for him, though. Oh, okay. So hopefully we can get a hold of him. Until then, we can talk with someone who's very close to uh, Glenn Miller. Hey. Hey there, uh, Mr. Captain Spaulding. How are you? You know what I used to call the Beatles? What? The babies. <laughs> Why? Well, they just sounded like a bunch of babies crying. Huh. i got to admit, Beatles overrated, right? Well... They were still the babies. Who was better, the Beatles or Oasis? Cupid. I Cupid? Like, you're right. I don't know why I didn't think of Cupid. Cupid, draw back your bow. How's that great? You're right. Straight to my lover's heart. Straight to my lover's heart. I do have another question. Why? Um. Um, Robert Foss. <laughs> what are you doing for Halloween tomorrow? Well, probably nothing, sleeping. You going to be handing out candy or no? Oh, forgot about Well, I get my my monthly check on Wednesday, so... How much is that check? It's welfare. I know, but how much is it? Like, how much are you getting on welfare? Well, if you tell me how much your check is, I'll tell you how much my check is. <sighs> Here's the thing, and I'm willing to say this honestly. They're probably pretty close. <laughs> Mine's not... 603 a month. Damn, lucky. What's yours? Let me. I'll say this. It's not... Not double, not triple, not quadruple? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right around there. Yeah, you're close. <laughs> Sadly. Well, I might be going back to work in a week. What do you do for a living now when you aren't... Garden, pull weeds. Steak and shake. You pull weeds? Yeah. Nice. What are you doing yeah, taking away those jobs use from hard work? two fingers to pull a weed. Why mm-hmm. are you taking that job from hard-working Mexicans? Well, someone's got to do it. Yeah, that's true. If the Mexicans won't do it, I will. Well, good for you. That's that's the, that's <laughs> He does the jobs the Mexicans won't do, that's the, which is that's, the bottom. That's the attitude we need in America. All right, Mr. Uh, Captain You know how much Spalding. I get paid? How much? Not quite minimum wage. Here's the thing, though. Me I thought, neither. I thought you couldn't do both. Get a check-in work? Yeah. Well, when I work, they take 50% of my check, my paid work check out of my welfare check. Oh, I see what you're There's saying. There's a limit to what you can make. Mm. Once you make double the welfare check plus a few dollars, because mm-hmm. they, they have a scratch-off, they deduct 120 from your 
earnings before they start cutting it in half. Here's what's interesting. Chunks, you could maybe qualify. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have a kid. It's, I looked into you know it. what it's called? Like he has a kid. What's it called? SSI. You know what it doesn't mean? What? Stateside income. Hmm. You know what it means? What? Supplemental security income. Ooh. And now is that because you are, quote, unquote, special? No, indigent. Oh, all right. I was trying to use a nice word for it, but whatever. Yeah. Well, it says, on the, wow. it says on the form, IDN. <laughs> You know what that means? Indigent. Well, it probably means indigent, not Indian. How are the how? <laughs> they say Native American otherwise. Yeah, it's not Indian anymore. We got to move it uh, move it forward. Uh, how's the uh, hand working out for you? Is this... By shaking? Yeah. You hear the microphone rattling in my phone? Yeah. It just shakes. Yeah, uh, I gotta. Uh, uh, are you? Yeah, able... I was on that Seroquel. I'm off it now. Mm-hmm. I sent Seroquel off to the laboratory when I still had my paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I got it analyzed, and they said it only contains less than six parts per million lithium. So I guess Seroquel isn't lithium, but I thought it was. So you're wasting well, your money to see what's in your pills? Not a bad idea. Oh, I, I didn't want to take lithium. I wanted to make sure it wasn't. I wanted to make sure they weren't lying to me. I had it analyzed by, by a professional laboratory. Yes, he's paranoid. $67. Right. Plus, I got an additional bill later on. A $25 pill grinding or substance <laughs> grinding fee. I love this guy. All right, we got to move on. The show's over, though. It's good, good, good having a nice little chat hey, with you. Yeah. What, what did the New York cop say when he kicked the guy having the heart attack? What? Oh, come on, get up. Show's over. All right, thank you. Bye bye. Bye. This is a nice little insight. Yeah. into Captain Spaulding's life. I like that guy more and more every time he calls. I love him. You're right. Um, all right, you want an update on what's going on with the... Hold on a second, I got it over here. Give me two seconds to bring it up on my little computer screen. Uh, it's the World Series... The... Oh, yes, the World Series of uh, Sexy Local Anchors. Yes. They uh, You can vote right now, realradio.fm, keyword anchor. It'll bring you up it's to... the World Series Sexy Local Anchors. Keyword anchor on uh, realradio.fm will bring you up right to the page, and you just start voting. I right, hear the seeds. Right now in the first round by, you got the uh, one seed, Jackie London, local six, two seed, Marla Weech, local six. Both of them first round buys. They're obviously uh, the cuties, and they've both been on the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's a little bias, but whatever, you're going to have to. Now, uh, if you go to realradio.fm keyword anchor and vote, the winner of this one will take on Jackie London. It is the sixth seed, Jody Fleischer from uh, Channel 9 versus her coworker, Channel 9, Vanessa Eccles. Mm-hmm. 86% in favor of Jody Fleischer. Ooh. All right. A landslide going on. Yeah. Now we will move on to the four seed, Jessica Sanchez from Local 6 to Channel 9's Cynthia Demos. And they will take on the winner of the previous. Yeah. I call Jessica Sanchez Duke. <laughs> Favored? Yeah, just going to run it. Jessica Sanchez, Local 6, 94% of the vote so far. You know what surprised me? 6% voted for the other girl. She's not bad. I mean, there's no. a reason why she's in. No, but Jessica Sanchez, I think it's a easy victory. I think she's playing, you know, the... Uh, Gonzaga. 
Now we have three seed, the Daily Buzz's Andrea Jackson versus West Two's Martha S. I will learn these names at some point. Mm-hmm. Let me see what the vote is on RealRadio.fm, keyword anchor. This is a tight one. Yeah, I voted for Martha. Right now, though, it is 58% uh, for Daily Buzz's uh, Andrea Jackson. Mm. And finally, we go to the fifth seed, Fox 35's Aaron Logan versus West 2's Erica Washington. In this one, whoever wins this one will take on Marla Weech. It is 71% in favor of Doves. Who do you think? Logan. Yeah, Fox 35's Aaron Logan. I think she has actually a very strong shot of making it all the way, too. It's the eyes. The eyes, Roy. Can I deliver the prize to whoever wins? I'd love to. Okay. Actually, yeah, that would actually work out well. Yeah, I want to I want to make it really special. How long? We should have talked to him more tonight because he's so freaked out right now. I don't mm. know what it is. Is uh, it your brother here that's kind of throwing you off? Yeah, my brother is here. He just kind of the... Um, uh, the uh, the air, something in the air. So the gay stories he keeps telling about you during the commercial breaks. Oh, Tommy, be quiet. Not Sam Ogazoo. Glad mm. we didn't talk to you. I'm just kidding, man. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, can I definitely do that prize? Yeah. I did get okay, an IM awesome. from a cell phone that said they're waiting for Gazoo down in the parking lot. Mm. Please don't start. Oh, yeah. Check Please that don't. out on uh, hideoutheretics.net. By the way, if you're missing any of the show... You can uh, go check out the show log on fullblownaids.com. Ooh, and I had, a, I, had a, I had an idea for fullblownaids.com. All right. Miami, I guess there's a exhibit down there on poop. <laughs> like different kinds. I'll tell you more about it tomorrow, but I just want to throw it out right now. So my idea, you know we always wanted to have instead of a chat room, a scat room? I want all of us to take a photo of our movement in the next couple of days mm-hmm. and send it over to uh, SD or Pinchy or Bipolar Steve, and let's get a scat room going to see if people can match up who's who's. I like that. I know we've been thinking, we've been talking about that for two years now. Let's do it on FullBlownAids.com. Take it one so, step further, and I'll play Scott Tag. So, uh, stop it. So in Miami, they're actually having this exhibit there? Yeah. Wow. They call it Little China? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> All right, what There's big did, trouble in Little Tokyo? We were able to recap uh, Monster Ween. I do want to talk about tomorrow. Uh, enter the Matador and how much fun that was, and then also the uh, Tuttle's party for his wedding over mm-hmm. at uh, Dancers Royale. I didn't get to that. We didn't get to the Heroes interview tomorrow. We got uh, chunks everywhere giving out prizes, a trick or treat for uh, the hideout. Uh, Dick Clark. Uh, Dangerous or the movies, uh, horror movies, dangerous cities. We didn't get to any of it. Check out RoadRadio.fm, keyword anchor, vote. Hideoutheretics.net, fullblownaids.com, monsters, Burke, file, hideout. All tomorrow. Peace we always talk good. Question everything and stay classy. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. How's that grab you? 5,000. I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes.